Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This show from the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, here it is, Monday, the second day of October 2023. It's been a great weekend. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name is Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nick D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. No Kyle. No idea where he's at. I know he's not here for a week, but I have no idea where he's at. He's Somewhere. in Florida. Oh, that's right, Key West. Somewhere. Yeah, that's what he said. He's mm-hmm. going to the Keys. Yeah, sure. <laughs> now it all's all coming. Yeah. It's all coming back to me. Uh, all right, your phone number, 916-909-0985. Use that to get it on the text machine as well. The Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com, where you can stream us. And, of course, get our podcast. Not only the show and replay, but also uh, a Wednesday edition of the BS Uncensored, released uh, each and every week on the Odyssey app and thebaileyshow.com, wherever you get your podcast. On social media, listen to the BS. Give us a like, share, follow, and on YouTube, all the aforementioned up there as well at the Bailey Show. So uh, we'll have Ann Wilson of Heart joining us here uh, this hour at the end of this hour. Very excited for that. She got a new song, just Ann Wilson, not Heart. Um, but uh, we're talking about rock royalty. Oh, with Ann sure. Wilson, I you know it, the the thing is is I talked to her with one of those Odyssey check ins, and and I got to be honest with you. So we'll play a, a like half of the conversation because I'm a uh, I'm I'm a mouthy, uh, but the rest of it is up on on our YouTube channel and uh, like I said the Odyssey app. But I got to tell you, you know, it wasn't what I expected. I've seen Hart perform, and I love Ann Wilson. I love Hart, and when you see Ann Wilson and her sister come out on stage, they own the stage. They're rock stars. Yes. So I'm on this Zoom conversation with her for this Odyssey check-in. I'm thinking. That she's coming out with smoke and she's got the purple velvet mesh shawl and she's got, I mean, rock and roll. And, and she just looked like, you know, a woman named Ann. Right. You know, I was like, ah, you're nice. You're well, really you're a sweet. human. She had like little glasses on, just a little TJ Maxx picture in the back. Mm-hmm. And no smoke machine in her house. No, no purple, no crushed purple mesh jackets <laughs> or nothing like that. So uh, we'll play a, a portion of that conversation here at the end of this hour. And then uh, eight o'clock. We'll do, uh, generally speaking, for extreme tickets with Living Color. I mean, this is cool. Oh, yeah. Remember? You don't remember this came out, do you? Uh, I knew the music video, yes. It's like, what, 92? Something like that, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's all in black and white, basically, and they're just kind of sitting around in the studio. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh Uh-huh, It's like, let's not try too hard. Uh Uh-huh. But it's... We're trying. That long hair and like the flowy shirt, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Gary Sharon, Nino Betancourt. Then Fallon and uh, uh, yeah. Jack Black redid it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, they'll be with Living Color, which is also another great band. You know, putting Body Glove on the map, right? Thicker than Blood Tour. I don't know if CM Punk will be there or not. Uh, February 25th <laughs> at the Hard Rock Casino. Uh, courtesy of Live Nation. Yeah, so are we those... cutting promos right now? Yep. That's an odd 
mixture of bands, isn't think? it? A little extreme, little. You would think color. maybe like extreme and Mr. Big, right? Exactly. Like, give me that lineup. Or or extreme and Steelheart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or extreme and <laughs> Kicks. Blow my fuse. <laughs> That's what you think. So busy, busy weekend. Uh, I know for me, I don't know. Did you guys do a lot? I didn't see. I mean, outside of the Pat Martin stuff on Friday night. Did you guys party it up? Did you go out? No, and- I had to rest. We got a long week coming up this week. Aftershock. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't do anything at all Saturday. I left my house one time in pajamas to go drop off macaroni and cheese. I got to tell you, it's it. very adult of you, Nikki. I know. Yeah, it really is. I mean, <laughs> you're kind of like an electric car, right? You're getting ready for the road trip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a young whippersnapper anymore. I have to I have to rest <laughs> up when I got to have these long days. And we're we're going to start calling you Nikki EV. <laughs> <laughs> i'm okay with that for sure nikki has to reach like look december i ain't going out for the next two months right <laughs> i have got things to do in december <laughs> i need to get that 220 and just actually i don't have it i got a 110 i'm oh, just gonna no. charge up trickle charge it takes me a while to charge these batteries <laughs> <laughs> So Friday night after uh, we did the uh, second celebration for our friend Pat Martin, um, we we left early. My wife and I left early because we had to go to Golden One Center for WWE was in mm-hmm. town. And it was packed. I mean, I, I think it was sold out. It was it was awesome. I, I, this is my first experience of watching WWE or any wrestling events on the West Coast. So it was kind of odd. You know, your ticket comes up and notifies you on your phone. It's like, Hey, you got to be there. It starts at five. Yeah, like, which is what I'm sitting there arguing. Five. With, sitting there arguing with my phone. No, it doesn't. No. It comes on at eight. <laughs> be, because it's it's you know we're the secondary market to the rest of the world. Like the world mm-hmm. works on East Coast time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if it's a live event like wrestling, like WWE SmackDown, like it is on Friday night, we have to cater to that. We have to be there. And, and, and when it's live East I Coast, I found time, that out with Big Brother too. I hate it. Uh, well, that's right, because Big Brother's live. It's live, but the, right. the only thing with that is we won't see it live West Coast ever. They don't show it to us live. We still have to wait oh, to basically delay. watch the replay at 8. Well, that's the difference. That's what I was getting at. There's other wow. things that are, are we watch, like when wrestling is on television and it comes on at 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. it comes on at 8 o'clock here. Yep. But So I'm very confused. Uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. But I get there a little late. And got there as soon as uh, our buddy, the Montez Ford, the the Street Profits, uh-huh. were doing their thing. They ran right by me, you know, pfft, you know, got in the ring and did their thing. Uh, it was good, but it was like over in a flash. I blinked and it was done. It was, you know, um, 7 o'clock. Oh, the whole thing was over at 7 o'clock? Yeah. Okay. So I said to my wife, well, what do we do now? Oh, no. We're what? downtown. Like, where do we go? We got to do something. Are they, well, y'all planning on going to Sky River anyway? We we were we ended up going and getting dinner. I mean, it was dinner time. I mean, right. like, and I had a big old footlong at Golden One Center, and I was like, all right, we got to eat light. <laughs> but it was seven o'clock. I didn't know what to do with myself. You double dinnered. I double dinnered, and I'm on a diet. Unlike you, Bailey. Yeah, I double dinnered. So I, I just had I just had like <laughs> lettuce or something at the thing. Well, let me say this. What? You know, I've I've you know been here uh, I guess about six months now, seven months now, and I've been to the Golden One Center once before for a Kings game, <clears throat> and I remember the experience. It was great. The crowd was great. The game was great. Everything was great. But I never realized how amazing the people that work at the Golden One Center are. Oh, yeah. They're so nice. I would love to know who is in charge of all the employees there and to make sure that they're on the same page with how nice they are. 
Mm. Every single freaking one of them is so polite. I got a fist bump from the dude that told me where my seats were. <laughs> Tell me the last time you've been to a venue where the person was like, hey, man, you're sitting here. Just go here. I want you to have a good time. And fist, that made my night. Nelson can't tell you because all he does is uh, argue with those people. You gotta Everywhere t- Why you got to bring that up? Because I'm just saying. Why do you argue with them? Because. At the Golden One Center? They give me attitude. Everywhere. No. And they, then I go back and I apologize. You No, you cannot find <laughs> one person that has had an issue with an employee of the Golden One Center. Me. Yeah, but that's, that's I'm you. I'm causing the issue. I realize I'm causing the issue. Why no, would you start a fight with the? I don't nice mean people? to. It's just I. I'm. And I'm not older a, people. They're older people. They're his elders, and I have to it's tell fine. him, Nelson, I'm, you got to go back and apologize to them. That's funny. You told him he does it too, doesn't he? Yeah. I do. <laughs> not right away though. I have to let it stew for a second. Well, well how does it go wrong? Like, what happens? I just don't want to pull out my damn Nelson ticket again. Nelson is one of those type of people. He feels like he shouldn't show you any of his credentials or his proof of stuff. He does the same thing at Walmart. So they ask for your ticket so they can tell you where to seat. sit. So they're like, let me see your ticket. And he's like, oh, I know where I'm going. Is it this way or is it that way? And they're like, well, you need to show us your ticket. And he's like, oh, I know where I'm going. Ugh. And they're like, well, you're not coming past until you show the ticket. And then he pulls it out and he, he yells at them and puts it in their face. Mm-hmm. And then he marches off. And that's I'm like, you. No, that's please. accurate. Yeah, yeah, that's you being a dick. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. I am being a dick. Yeah, you're, you're the guy that's like feels that you don't need to abide by the rules. I know where the damn seat is at. Just get out of the way. See, that's how he's. That's what he says to him. <laughs> that's why I don't go places. <laughs> and then I feel bad. I sit down in the seat and I start thinking about it. And I go, oh, they're just a human too. They probably just have, they're probably getting yelled at by everybody that walks by them. Everybody's a dick like me. I got to go back up there, and I got to go uh, talk to them and pull them off to the side and say, hey, I really shouldn't have given you that attitude, and they're very nice when I say that to them, and everyone accepts it. I couldn't live in his skin. <laughs> I hate you apologizing. Could, there's, plenty of room, there's plenty of room for you. Well, though. I know, especially after this weight loss surgery. <laughs> but I couldn't apologize that much. I would. I, yeah. I hate apologizing. That's why I try never to put myself in an apology situation. Me too. Me too. This dude loves it. I'm just good at it, you know. It's 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 like solar to him. He has to do it every (laughs) time. Charges me. Yeah, charges him up. (laughs) Man, I love to be wrong. Yeah, it's just like. (laughs) (laughs) So we did wrestling uh, this weekend. I wanted to say something nice about the Golden One Center people, but it got derailed by the dick over there. That's her. No, no, I didn't derail nothing. Did you see me uh, offering up that I'm a dickhead to these people? No, she's the one who had to call me out. All right, calm down. Relax. I'm, I'm trying sorry. to get somewhere. I only got a couple minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah, just relax. <laughs> you invite him this apologize. morning? I'd like to apologize. Did I invite him where? The, to the show. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to leave him home today. <laughs> well, I didn't know. And for the first time, uh, our friends in the neighborhood uh, took us up to uh, Apple Hill. Yeah, mm. that's where we were going to go. Lot, real. I mean, you can spend days up there. It's really breathtaking. It's absolutely oh. amazing. You know, a lot we of walking? It sounds like it's breathtaking. <laughs> no, it's really not. You drive everywhere. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah, so you, you, when you go up, you pass all these little, I don't know, stops. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they each have, you know, something different to offer up. You know, but you go up there and the fruits and the pies and the donuts. and. Did you ride the, the train? Apple cider. Uh, no. There was okay. a child's train at one of them. Was that what you're talking about? Or a train? I don't know. The person we were going with just said that there's a train that you want to get on and ride around because it's cool to see the stuff on the train. Did not see the train. Okay. Yeah, but we will go back up there. Okay. It, it's it was it was a blast for the short time we were up there. For, we stopped off at a brewery, like Highway 50 Brewery, I think it's called. Had some food, and you know it was awesome. A little chilly. It was perfect fall weather. Mm-hmm. You know, which I'm being told is kind of unusual. 
You know, especially Saturday night, we uh, went to El Dorado Hills to see my buddy's band release the Mantis. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it poured down rain right after they were done. Dang. Or actually right towards the end of their set. It was, I'm going, I'm not thinking twice about it. And that's, that was the talk of the, the night. Everybody's like, this is so odd. <laughs> <laughs> Late October, maybe, but not, not at the beginning. Oh, no. That was the conversation. I'm sitting there listening to everybody talk about rain. Oh, okay. It's so weird. So weird. We yeah. just had the weirdest weather. That's yeah, all. I'm saying. <laughs> they don't like rain around here because I mentioned they that don't. to somebody the other day. I was like, "Man, you know what? I miss rain." And they're like, "You miss rain?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I come from a place right. where it rains." Yeah. Uh, the cold case has allegedly been solved. And that would be one Tupac Shakur. All right. Yep. They uh, they got somebody finally after all these years. What ninety six? Yeah. Yeah, after all these years. So we'll get you the details on that. Also bring up some other celebrity cold cases that you might not know about. We still don't know who did it, right? You want to start us out? 916-909-0985. Thanks for being here. Give us a minute. Hang on. All right, let's talk to Gabriel in Sacramento. Gabriel, good morning. Hey, Billy. How you doing? Good. So uh, that Apple Hill thing that I brought up, you're not a fan, huh? Okay, it's not that I'm not a fan, okay? Sure, I like apples, right? Who doesn't? What I don't get... Yeah, all right. I, I, I don't get my wife's allure, and I guess that's yours as well, because this, this is her standpoint. This is her selling point. Hey, they have apples. They have apple juice. They have apple sauce. They have baked apple pies. And they even have apple beer. And I say, babe... Safeway has all that. <laughs> has all that. We don't. We don't have to pay for parking. We don't have to drive an hour. We don't have to deal with a lot of people, and it doesn't take half our day. Right. It's a lot more alluring. But she's like, "Well, it's beautiful. You know, it's beautiful. Time management and not wasting a half a day." That's, <laughs> that's just my opinion. Gabe, how long have you been married, my friend? Uh, a little over five years. Okay. August was five years. So when are you planning on getting a divorce? <laughs> About seven. <laughs> <laughs> so after five years, you should be smart enough. Is this your first marriage? Um, actually, it's my second. Okay. Well, that's good. That's even better. So I don't know how you... It, it is. It is. It's the best. It's it, the best. I don't know how familiar you are with me or the show, but I, I, I really pound the drum of everyone should be divorced at least once. And I, I equate it to uh, nobody keeps their first car, right? And you learn from it. You ding it, you dent it, and then you get your second car and you take a lot better care of it and you know how to handle it. Same with marriages. Beautiful analogy. Exact, yes. ex- exact same thing. So here's the thing with the, the Apple Hill. Uh, I get it. I understand. I say the same thing about hunting. You know, even though I just moved here from the South, I'm not a hunter. I don't, I don't find the... I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand the pictures that you take with the blood coming from the deer's mouth. I'm like, dude, you want to f- just go to the grocery store, you know? Anyway, this is uh, our wives trying to do something with us away from the television, away from the house, away from chores, away from the real world life. This is them, you know. And and my wife probably like yours finds themselves overly interested in things that you know damn well they're not interested in, <laughs> i.e. apple pies, right? Like, when's the last time anyone's wife came to them like, man, I'm craving an apple pie? Never. <laughs> but it's just about the experience and to go uh-huh. out there, and especially if you take some friends. Like, we took some new friends with us and, and did the drive, and you sit there. 
it's it's the experience. It's the story. I always say it's about the story. It's about the experience. So, Gabe, give your wife a little bit of a break and uh, and appease her when she wants to go to Apple Hill, okay? Oh, oh, absolutely. So this is how it ended. After my rant, she looked at me and said, are you not going? I go, well, no, of course, babe, I'm going. Yes, what time would you like to leave? <laughs> <laughs> Good man. So, you know, here's the thing, though. Um, truth be told, I'm, I guess I'm kind of a chick like that. I like doing this kind of stuff. So, so the one of the places that we stopped, because when you go up there, and I was explaining this to Nelson, is you're not walking everywhere. Like, you drive and you stop at these different – I know I'm telling most of you stuff that you already know, but we're new. So this one – you know, every every place that you go, they have these little tents. On mm-hmm. the weekends, they have people selling stuff. And uh, it's like um, there's, uh, there's a, a, a local company, Geo's, that sells seasonings and stuff. Really good rubs and stuff. I'm uh-huh. a big grill guy, so every time I see them, I pick stuff up. There was this uh, – Retired United States Navy veteran. Let's go. An older gentleman that was sitting in a tent, and he invented this tool for grilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was selling them, of course. And uh, there, it's it's a, it's like a poker, but at the end, it looks like a pig's tail, and it's metal. And he says, nobody's ever invented this. Like, you pick up meat or roll meat with a, a, a fork or tongs. He's like, but watch this. And then you, you kind of put it in the meat and you just flip it over. And I was like, God, that's brilliant, dude. Why, is it, why aren't you on Shark Tank or something? This right. Is, same thing people say to me with uh-huh. my microcast. It's not as easy as the thing. So anyway, I bought one from them. Mm-hmm. You know, but those are the things that you can find. When from, you go on doing things like right, that. Right, from the local people mm-hmm. to do that stuff. So that's another reason, Gabe. You give back to the community with people trying to sell their products. Well, that's a great idea. And I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't be devil's advocate, but at the same time, when you poke your meat, you just compromise the integrity of it, and now you have juices leaking out of it. That's what tongs are for. But hey, at least we met the person. Okay, but here's the thing, Gabe. Look, you got two holes leaking juices. Now you only have one hole, thanks to this guy. <laughs> All right, you got to flip it over somehow. Tongs are a little. Sometimes you got big meat. You can't. Well, anyway, I'm not going to get a meat conversation with Gabe. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, thanks for listening. You have yourself a good week, all right? Happy Monday, you guys. Thanks a lot. All right, we'll see you. And that's, you know, you got to, sometimes the guys that don't want to do the stuff that the ladies want to do, you got to, you know, ladies, ladies, women are more likely, and if they're not, you got to get rid of them, more likely to do things that guys want to do versus they don't want to do than Mm -hmm. guys the opposite. Right. It's just about quality time at the end of the day. She just wants to go out and spend time with you regardless of what it is you guys are doing, so... Give her the quality time. Just be happy she's not a witch. That's exactly. what Trudy won, was a witch. And so not only did you have to go to the pumpkin patch, but you had to have a witch's broom, and you had to have special uh, photograph sessions you had to do. And Just be happy all she wants to do is go to Apple Hill. It is It is interesting, though, when you do these like times uh, these, these types of uh, artsy things, you find yourself saying things that you would not normally say. <laughs> you know, it's, God, this... Those olives just look absolutely amazing. You know, because they, <laughs> they'll have like the locals. You know, I've been looking for those those jalapeno pickles. Ooh, they you know, look delightful. I, I couldn't sleep for weeks, but thank God I came to Apple Hill to find the 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 jalapeno pickles. Artisanal jalapeno pickles. It, every you find yourself very artisan. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes. You find yourself. Very, people were waiting in lines. <laughs> To get apple cider. I was just about to say, I want to go just to try the apple cider because I'm told it's the best anywhere. Yeah, they're, they're waiting in lines to get the apple cider. They're waiting in lines to get the apple fritters. I Man, as a kid, I haven't had an apple fritter in decades. Uh, and I just had to have a couple bites. Did you try bites. one? Oh, my God. You, I'm a, an apple hill. Of course. Okay. God, you got to have one.
That's why you hit the egg whites hard this week, this morning, huh? You had right, double Bob, dinner I... on Friday. Apple fritter, cider, yeah. jalapeno, artisanal pickles. Yeah, kid was crazy. Oh my god! And you didn't do any walking up Apple Hill. You drove it. When people ask me, Bailey, do you really live the rock star life? I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're right to bring back apples to freeze. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! <laughs> We've got fruit for days. <laughs> <laughs> you know what she says to me? She goes, I don't understand why people go to the grocery store. Like, kind of what Gabe was saying. She goes, uh, but the opposite. I don't understand why people go to the grocery store when it's just an hour drive and you can get them so fresh. <laughs> 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 yes, honey. I, I, I agree with everything you're saying right now. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, you know, we can do this. We can go to the swamp meet. You know, we go to the swamp meet and we take our buggy. Why would we? They, they last forever. Our freezer is Filled with chopped up fruit. I've never, ever in my entire life in America had so much fruit in my life, (laughs) which is great. Don't get me wrong, but it's like my wife's new collection, you know, hobby. She collects fruit (laughs) and freezes it. it. We got to buy another freezer for all the fruit. All right, I'll get to the Tupac's uh, story sometime this morning, but uh, we'll get Ann Wilson here at the end of this hour. First round of headlines. Nikki D, what do you got? I'm going to tell you where taxes are doubled in SEC and why the world is in love. With Donna Kelsey. All right. Uh, two big stories from today. Get your first round of headlines here in a minute. Huh? Stand by for news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Best service. Best price. Guaranteed. And that's no BS. Rich. Getting a new system installed from good guys. Good for you, Rich. All right, first round of headlines there, Nikki D. The residents of West Sac are paying for a big mistake, H1. West Sacramento homeowners are getting an unexpected cost on their annual property tax bill when it arrives this month. West Sacramento residents are facing higher and unexpected property tax rates as a result of a mistake made by Yolo County officials. Uh, It was administrative errors, what they're saying on our part, for not levying a tax rate last year. And the error that they committed was not charging uh, a bond in last year's property tax rate because they thought it was already paid. So this lady gave an example of her property tax bond last year being $200 and now eight hundred dollars this year for that her, is a huge amount that's the the mistake or that's our property that's tax? because of the mistake oh i was gonna say jesus i wish i had eight hundred dollar property taxes <laughs> so right. they're saying that they'll go back to paying their normal rates next year but they haven't said what that those rates will be so they get a refund yeah a refund for what the mistake oh i don't know if they get a I'm refund sure. or not yeah, for the right. mistake. but why this is what i don't like how do you mess up something the government right. whatever is your mess up but i have to pay for oh, it that mm-hmm. burns me up you you know how i feel about that it's it's the oops they made a mistake on my paycheck they actually they accidentally gave me a million dollars instead of a thousand dollars i don't think you should have to give it back no it's not your mistake. at all live and learn it's your fault dumb dumb Take it out of somebody else's paycheck. Not mine. I'm a millionaire right now. I'm spending. As soon as that hits my bank account. I'm spending it. I'm not here. I can tell you that much. I'm spending it. (laughs) Try to find me in the Cayman Islands. (laughs) You won't be able to find me. I got my property taxes uh, the other day, but I've got like three, three pages and three different bills. And I don't understand them at all. 
uh, the first two pages that I received a couple weeks ago, I called the nice, this is Placer County, mm-hmm. and I called the, the, the people who got a hold of somebody, which was cool. I talked to a really nice lady, and she explained it to me, and I said, okay, thank you. Then I get something else in the mail this weekend, and I'm like, I don't get it. So then, you know, that's the worst when you get something government-esque over the weekend and you can't do anything about it. Nope. You have to wait till Monday. <laughs> right. Like the city of uh, Roseville, I, I, I was looking at my bill and I was like, that's not right. I'm assuming when they sent the bill out, they just didn't put in the payment that I made uh-huh. last time because of the way that I pay my bills. Mm-hmm. But I, it was on my mind. Like, I hate being in debt. Like, it just drives me insane. So I go to their website, of course, story of my life, under maintenance, not oh. working. Oh, so I call them up, get a hold of somebody. Sorry, all of our computers are down. You're going to have to, it, it'll be back up at 7 o'clock, but we won't be here. So you have to figure it out for yourself. <laughs> well, was it you that was telling me, Bailey, that the first year's property taxes aren't in escrow when you are buying when you bought your new house? That's me. I, maybe that was, a, that, that's that's my situation. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I don't know if that's normal. I've never. I got you. I've never, you know, I've bought yeah, two houses that I've. For 20-plus years, I've never seen that before. Right. So, anyway. All right, second story. People are just now talking about Taylor, but Donna Kelsey has been a star. H2. So, we've got Donna Kelsey with us this morning. Let's just get it out of the way. Are you rooting for any particular team in the Super Bowl? Absolutely. The offense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good safe answer. It is. Donna Kelsey is mother to Jason and Travis Kelsey. Both of them are players in the NFL. And people are just really catching on and and, um, acknowledging her support of both of her sons. She's like playing PR. So you see her sitting in the stands. She has her son's podcast hats on. Um, She was spotted at a game recently sitting next to the Jake from State Forum guy. So people just really love her. Okay. Well, let's make something very clear. This Mm -hmm. is the TikTok trend. If you're a football fan, Mm -hmm. you know Donna Kelsey. Mm -hmm. She's in commercials. She's in the Campbell Soup commercials. But for the new football fans, or should I say the Swifties, Mm -hmm. yeah. This has been a thing for a while. Right. It just happens to be a thing right now because Taylor's going to the games mm-hmm. in support of her new beau, right. Travis. And uh, she was sitting next to Mama Kelsey two weeks ago. And this week, Mama Kelsey was sitting next to Jake from State Farm, which brings up the question, if Travis is dating Taylor and Mrs. Kelsey was sitting next to Taylor Swift, oh. and this week she's sitting next to Jake, at a Philadelphia Eagles game in support of her son Jason, mm. is Jason dating Jake? Oh, is he is he is he gay? I don't think no. so. He's oh, just okay. being facetious. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> he could be. <laughs> well, she sounds hideous. <laughs> he could be. I don't know. Well, he's a guy. Who are, you, who are you dating? It's Jake. Jake from State Farm. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> yeah. He's giving me the discount double check, so. The only thing better would be the original OG Jake from State Farm yes. giving a chair shot to the imposter Jake from Jake State Farm <laughs> on the way out. <laughs> State Farm is one of his sponsors, though. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Pat, well, Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. is a sponsor, not Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes is. And Aaron Rodgers. Well, actually, no, Aaron no, Rodgers, Rodgers is out now. Oh, yeah, no no long them. discount double check. Mm-mm. She is rock royalty. Uh, heart, of course. I'm a 90s heart lover, although I appreciate, of course, Barracuda and Magic Man and all that stuff. Uh, but uh, 90s heart stranded. That album was absolutely amazing. There's not another Ann Wilson in the rock world, nor will there ever be another Ann Wilson. Uh, she has got 
uh, a new album, <clears throat> Another Door is what it's called, and a new single called This Is Now. And we will talk, we'll play This Is Now when we mm-hmm. get back, and then we will play a portion of the conversation I had with Ann for the Odyssey check-in, uh, and the rest of it is on the Odyssey app or thebaileyshow.com or on our YouTube channel at The Bailey Show. So Ann Wilson joins the program here next. Thank you. Welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Kyle on the other side of the glass. We, ladies and gentlemen, are in the presence of rock royalty. Had the opportunity to speak with Ann Wilson for the Odyssey check-in. New album, Another Door. The new single you just heard, This Is Now, with heart. And her solo stuff, 100 million-plus albums sold. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award winner. It is the one, the only, Ann Wilson. How are you? I'm deluxe. Thank you very much for yeah. having me. Uh, no, this is great. Um, let's talk about the album before we get into all the other stuff, because, like, I've gone through it, right? I've gone through the album, and this is now, like, out of all the hits that you've done over your career, you get to this point of your life, and... This song is so powerful and so meaningful lyrically. Like, do you kind of get to this stage and go, where was this 30 or 40 years ago? Or did you have to live through everything in order to get to where you're at now? Good question. And I think the answer is simple. I think you have to live through it. Um, it's so tempting to to just always be looking forward or backward. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, once you hit a realization that this is basically, I mean, this is it. This is what we're given. This is what we have. We should inhabit the moment, you know, yeah. um, easier said than done, but yeah. And this album's all original material, which you haven't done for a minute. I mean, this is again, right. going back to your roots for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and on this particular, on these bunch of songs i was the sole uh lyricist and i worked on the music with these fine musicians that are in my band right now and um, we just had a blast it took us a while but uh we got her done you know yeah do, do you get like deja vu I, mean, I hate to keep referring to the past but you've been doing it for so long and you've been doing it so well for so long i find it hard to believe that anytime you were to go into a studio like for this album another door you don't kind of reminisce of a past experience that you have you know maybe during a barracuda or a magic mirror something like that and go god this reminds me of and use that as inspiration for this record right here no each record is a whole different animal unto itself especially another door uh I've never had an experience making any other album like the one I just had making another door with these fine musicians. I mean, they're, they really inspired me and challenged me sort mm-hmm. of kicked my ass, you know, Did they? and that's what I need. Yeah. You know, how does, how does one kick Ann Wilson's ass? Please explain. Well, <laughs> just by being really good and by not falling into the old cliches and, doing all the old stuff that is tried and true and proven by trying to cut some new ground, you know, you know, one of my, as a fan, 
coolest moments watching you and your sister perform was when you did it uh, in in front of uh, the guys in Led Zeppelin, and you did Stairway, and uh, to watch to watch Robert Plant cry, you know, like I mean, when somebody's doing you know Stairway to Heaven, which is crazy. Uh, I read in an interview that afterwards he gave you some advice. And that night kind of sticks out. I know it was like about 10 years ago, but that night sticks out for, for a lot of fans. How important was that night and that piece of advice for you as an artist? Well, I'll tell you, it was really important because it let me off the hook about it. And uh, he did say that he wasn't real fond of when everybody tries to cover Stairway to Heaven. Mm. He doesn't really like In fact, he always hates it. But he liked our version. And I think that was probably probably because we stayed true to the spirit of the song. We didn't try and make it be anything other than what it really is, which is which is holy, really. Yeah. Um, well, everybody thinks of Wayne's World when Stairway to Heaven, when they walk in and they say, no plane, Stairway to Heaven, right? That's right, right, yeah. <laughs> what about heart and your music? Do you mind people covering your music? Do you, or does it bother you if they change the lyrics, maybe on one of these reality shows? Not the lyrics, but the the arrangement. Does that bother you? Not really. I mean, it's at what point do you let go of the of the songs and just go? They're for the universe, you know. Just like let them go. Let let people play with them. They're fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, no, that that doesn't really bother me. You know, I at uh, at at forty eight. You know, my my heart was brigade, and all I want to do is make love to you and strand it. And uh, not that I didn't appreciate Barracuda and Magic Man and all that stuff, of course. But I got to tell you, and um, last couple of days I've been very excited about this conversation. And there should be a disclaimer on that album that says you cannot sing that lyric at the workplace because women think that you're hitting on them all the time. I'm walking around and <laughs> you mean, all I want to do is make love to you. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's pretty overt, right? <laughs> I mean, so you were an eighties kid. Yeah. I was an eighties. Ba- well, I was, I was born in the seventies, but you know, like that video. And I believe, you know, during that time of MTV in, in the late eighties, early nineties, which I'm assuming helps your career out tremendously, like it did a bunch of other artists. That that song had controversy, if me- if memory serves. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. It just goes to show how much things have changed yeah. since then. Because the like that song was banned in Ireland, you know, just because it talked about um, casual sex between strangers, mm-hmm. which. I mean, these days sounds pretty harmless, I guess. But um, w- when you think of the level that sexuality has moved to in the culture. I can only imagine being a woman in the rock world, 70s, 80s, 90s even, and and having to fight for your spot, in which you, you and your sister both did so well. But the message coming from that angle, did people try to stray and push you away from that? Yeah, I think that um, people used to misinterpret us a lot um the only real image for rock women that people understood at that time was like the you know lita ford type real real sexy kind of porn girl image 
And mm-hmm. Nancy and I have never been that. We've always been more down to earth gals that, that you could go camping with, you know. <laughs> or, uh, so, so I think in the early days, there was a lot of misinterpretation going on. And especially um, in the 80s, they, they really wanted Nancy to be uh, the, the front and center, wearing almost no clothes, jumping off the cliff, cliff with a guitar, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she, she had to go through a lot of that. Yeah. How, how did you shoot that stuff down? You just say no? Uh, sometimes she jumped off a cliff. But... <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> but a lot of the time we said no because it was just too stupid. Yeah. It wasn't even cool. It was just kind of stupid. You are such a soundtrack of people's lives, and you've got to know that. I'm sure that there's a million stories that you could tell. You could write numerous books about fans approaching you, sending you mail, whatnot, telling you how you changed their lives, you helped them through hard times. But you're such a soundtrack of people's lives, whatever generation it might be. You know, what song in particular or album even do you get the most feedback from your audience with saying that really helped me that's a part of my life of course the first one dreamboat annie people latched on to big time because it was so different than anything else that was on the radio back then it was all about what was being played on the radio you know and then i think a little bit of time passed and people really latched on to baby Strange because we were uh, stretching out a little bit and trying things and the band had been tightened you know and it was a little bit more punk and then of course the 80s album self-titled heart record people just are all over that one always yeah Yeah. that was i mean that so so hot and then you go into you know brigade and and, in the end going back to the mtv stuff and is mtv like most artists helps you guys out tremendously right oh yeah yeah it it was a great tool for a lot of bands in those years it was fun to start with it it was really fun because you were there from day one with mtv 81 august 81 yeah pretty close to the beginning we were we were making videos before mtv and there was no place to really show them you know except maybe you could find a tv station that would put one of your videos on between tv shows or something but there was no platform for it like there is now so and I- and I can assume you were a gift to MTV, you know, looking for diversity uh, with the music, trying to find a direction. I mean, obviously, David Bowie gets credited with saying, hey, look, you're not playing any videos of people of color. What's the problem here? But you also have to put women in that category. And there's only a handful of women that were making noise in the business, especially the rock world. Those times the, the genres were muddled a little bit, obviously, not like they are now and so compartmentalized. but that that you were a godsend to MTV because you have two women up on stage making great music, right? Yeah, I don't know whether the woman thing in rock was the chicken or the egg because for a long time, women didn't even attempt to enter the rock scene because it was just too hard. I mean, nobody took you seriously. Nobody gave you any credibility. So you didn't even try. Um, but once a few of us, you know, kicked the door open enough to squeeze through. Um, more and more women started to come in and see that it was okay and you could do it. But it's a struggle yeah. because you're always going to be misinterpreted. 
So this is something that I've always wanted to ask you, I mean, for years, and it's your relationship with the grunge era. Um, I know that you were personally friends with Chris Cornell, God rest his soul. And, and, but you have this connection. I would see, you know, I'm a grunge, I'm a grunge guy, you know, we're on the plaid for you. Yeah. right? So what was your connection with all of those bands outside of other, be, you know, other than you being in Seattle, living in Seattle, but you had a bigger connection, a stronger connection, right? Yeah, I think um, looking back on it, looking back on it, the real connection was not only where we all lived, but the fact that that Nancy and I were were pretty rebellious inside our own genre, and we had reached the end of our MTV viability. We didn't like it anymore; it was too uncomfortable, and we were saying we were flipping them the bird and saying, we don't want to do this anymore. And a lot of the um, the grunge guys love that attitude, you know. So what, so what we, with like the Nirvanas and the Pearl Jams and the Sound Gardens, and I mean, even go back to maybe possibly Mother Love Bone and, you know, those types of bands, did they approach you and say, hey, look, we just want to meet you. We just want to be a part of you. This is what we do. Well, I think we all just kind of encountered each other around town and, and pretty soon we were all at the same parties. We were at the same clubs. We were at my house, <laughs> you know, just, just, uh, they were all sitting up on the counters, drinking beer, smoking cigarettes and my kid. And pretty soon it, it became a really comfortable place for us all to be together. Are there any recordings out there of Ann Wilson playing with any grunge band recorded that probably will never see the light of day? Well, yeah, there are, but I think that seen the light of day one of them is is i've sung on a couple of alice in chains albums um sap and uh, i sang on brother and i sang on another song oh yeah um the rooster and uh let's see oh yeah there's a tape somewhere of chris Cornell singing wild horses the stone song yeah. with me and nancy in a club it was gorgeous is that out or is that hidden somebody has it one tape that's it somebody has it um and i think it may be uh chris cornell's uh estate because there was a there was a time when they didn't want to put it out because it was too close to his death and um oh but they have it well that's you know that's 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 amazing i love hearing those types of stories how did you and chris meet and become so close um i was working in a during a break in the heart action i was working in a cabaret show in seattle called teatro zanzani and it, it was a circus show and and i played the um chanteuse you know and they all started coming and seeing that show because it was so surreal it was it was clowns and aerial acts and and um, jugglers and then me singing this chanteuse music and and like you know Ed Vetter would show up, Chris would show up, <laughs> one by one they would tell each other about it and go God you got to see this she's like a she's like a singer or something you know <laughs> and uh, so yeah that's. <laughs> where we first got to be friends was he would come and we'd sit across the table, me wearing this big 
awful makeup, you know, <laughs> and just talk. And he was very sensitive. And I always thought he was incredibly funny, darkly funny. And um, yeah, we got to be buds. I'm going to say this before I let you go. On behalf of the world, I've never spoken on behalf of the world before. On behalf of the world, it's a simple thank you. That's all. You're just tremendous. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks really, so much. You really, really, really appreciate that. Yeah. And I can't wait to see you. I want to do whatever I can to get out. And I, I really look again, I've listened to another door. All right. I've listened to the entire album and it is awesome. It is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So uh, I look, Thanks. you know, it, for those that are going to go see Anne on tour, it's not a bathroom break because it's new music. It is a go to the bathroom, never break during the show. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a go to the bathroom first right. and get your beer and then come back right. and listen, break. You're, you're, you're going to have a lot of people angry because they're going to have urinary tract infections going to watch you tour because of that comment right there. Oh, <laughs> not that. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> all right and wilson thank you so much for all of your time best of luck with the new record and again thank you for everything all uh for all of the years okay thank you for having me i really appreciated it biggest cold case of all time as far as celebrities go tupac definitely up there on that list yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely biggie too gun down september 7th you know what's funny with celebrities we just don't want to believe they died the way they tell us they died you know, I'm like with I'm that with like Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. you know, and and then you buy like you see all the documentaries and you're just like, there's just no, but there there <clears throat> excuse me, there's some truth to that, especially with Kurt is that there is no way one he could have that much heroin in his system, uh, and two if he did have anywhere near that amount of heroin he could pull the trigger, and three, the gun would not have landed where it landed if he had pulled the trigger. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you know the simple stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, with Tupac, I mean, it was kind of cut and dry, right? He's in Vegas. He's riding in the car with Suge Knight, mm-hmm. September 7th, 1996. Dude rolls up next to him, guns him down. And for some reason, all these years, they couldn't find the killer up until Friday morning when they erase, uh, arrested Dwayne, or as some people might know him as Kiefer D. D. What is it? Keefy D. Is it Keefy or? Yeah, Keefy D. Yeah. D. What is that? Is he a rapper? Um, he's not necessarily a rapper. Like His a nephew was a rapper and he was the head of like some gang. And it's not that they didn't have any idea. They knew that his nephew was probably the shooter, but he died two years later. How do you get the name Keefe? Like, what does it mean? Sounds like you're like, yeah, Bailey, that, that, uh, tri-tip's real good. What'd you put on that? I put on some Keefe D. Some Keefe D. Yeah. Sounds like a spice. Well, his, is his real name Keith? Sometimes no, his real name's might... Dwayne. Oh, Dwayne. Dwayne Davis. Maybe his middle name is Keith or something like that, and they pulled it out of his middle name. No. Well, he was arrested on suspicion of murder, uh, and he's been indicted on the murder charge. Uh, I don't know the whole ins and outs of why. I've heard his name come up in documentaries before. Because he put out a memoir called Compton Street Legend. And if you if you pull out two passages from this memoir, he tells you step by step by step <laughs> how he killed Tupac. Like, he put other people's names in it. He put the names of the gangs involved. Um, he says in this book that originally he was working with Biggie's camp, 
and they were gonna hire him to kill Tupac. But just so happens this night, Tupac gets in a fight um, with his nephew after they leave from the Tyson fight, and he gets a call like, "Hey, they just jumped your nephew. These some rapper dudes." And he's like, "Well, we gotta handle him now." He obviously did not learn a thing from O.J. Simpson. No. Nope. What was O.J.'s book like? If I killed her. If I had mm-hmm. killed her. Yeah. Yes. If I had killed her. So like, you've got to use allegedly and if. Yep. What ha- What what would happen is. Yeah. Don't write it down. <laughs> if you kill somebody, you don't write a book about it. Well, yeah, the- you don't write the book until after you're acquitted, which is also what O.J. did. Well, so the argument would be, I'm assuming this man did not write the book. He had a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. So the argument would be made like our defense attorney friend, Manny Aurora, who, who argues that you cannot convict somebody because of lyrics in a song, especially rap songs, even though it is proven that in a lot of rap songs, gang members will actually give uh, orders through lyrics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, for the rest of us, we're just like, man, that's got a great beat. But for certain people, they're like, I got it. Right. Well, in this case, it's not solely on the book. The book is what get, had the police restart this investigation. So when they went to his house and arrested him like a month or so ago, they took laptops, cell phones. So I think they got more evidence from those items. You know who's really, you know really upset about this? Is all those people that still think he's alive. Of course. We think he's somewhere on where are an they island at? chilling. Yeah, where are they at right now saying, <laughs> who's to say he's not still alive? Dwayne's you know? not, Dwayne didn't do it. <laughs> like, where are all you people, you truthers? Uh-huh. You got to stick up for Dwayne or Kiefer or Kefi, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, another celebrity cold case, Bob Crane. You familiar with Bob Crane? No. Hogan's Heroes back in the day, a show that there's no way on God's green earth that you could pull off on television today. I don't know how they today. pulled it off then. I mean, you say Nazi out loud, right? And you get canceled. Yes. Mm-hmm. The whole show was campy Nazi humor. Yeah, like, ha, 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 we're in a concentration camp. Right. It was an internment camp. They didn't call it a concentration camp. Oh. Ni- 1960s sitcom star Bob Crane from Hogan's Heroes was discovered in his apartment in 1978 in Scottsdale, Arizona, after he had been bludgeoned to death in his bed with a camera tripod. What Did you look up the movie with Greg Gineer and William Defoe? And it's about the Bob Crane uh, it's a story, you know, for the most part. It's really, really good. That dude got in. Like, he was a big deal. He would go to bars and tell people that he was Bob Crane from Hogan's Heroes and just get women. Women loved this guy mm. uh, for whatever reason. And he started doing some, I mean, he, he started doing some really freaky stuff. Autofocus from 2002. That's the name of the movie? It's called Autofocus. It's got uh, Willem Dafoe. And Greg Kinnear in it, yes. Oh, you've got to watch it. Even if you have no idea who Bob Crane is, like, to learn the story, it you know, it, it takes um, Greg Kinnear plays Bob Crane in the movie. Mm-hmm. And William Defoe, who is the guy in question after all these years, the main suspect, his name's uh, John Carpenter, and he becomes buddies with Bob Crane, and they go on this lifestyle of just sex and drugs. And there's this one scene in the movie where they're watching themselves back with, like, their first orgy that they did together. And Greg Kinnear goes, is that a a hand? Is that a hand? Is that your hand? He goes, what, on your ass? Yeah, on my ass. What are you doing? He goes, oh, man, it's an orgy. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone does it. A little incidental contact. But in the movie, uh, autofocus at the end they kind of leave it. I don't think they they say it was John Carver. I don't think they could do that. But they have a person go into his room. His his double doors were open, and uh, you know the 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 blinds or the sheets or the what are they? The drapes are like uh-huh. flowing in the wind. And 
Guy comes in, grabs the tripod, and in in his sleep, just bludgeons, kills him. just kills him, mm-hmm. destroys him. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. Of course, another one, just like Tupac. You know, those guys going back and forth, and who killed whom, and all that good stuff. Yeah, but that's uh, Suge did that, right? Well, we allegedly, don't know. allegedly, we don't know. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's a cold case. They still haven't. They still haven't figured it out. Now, why is Tupac alive, but Biggie dead? I know for a little while people were like, yeah, Biggie's on an island somewhere, too. But for the most part, people gave up on the Biggie being alive pretty quickly. Uh, he was dead when he died. We accepted it. We, I think <laughs> we. we saw it. <laughs> right, like, why? Him through New York. Well, let, he was out of here. Let me tell you something, we. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> we still believe he's alive. Oh, you do? Where do you think he is? <laughs> on an island. <laughs> Every, they always go to an island, <laughs> right? It's like one big celebrity island. God. It's like, oh, you guys want to, you guys want to die? Okay, we've got an island. You might not yeah. like all the people on the island. It's going to be very eclectic. He only released one <laughs> album. <laughs> We're going to hear like noises from NASA that they don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. But it's this badass lineup of a concert on this island. <laughs> it was weird. We heard a little Tupac. We heard a little Nirvana, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just very, very odd. From Elvis. Uh, some hell, yeah, yeah, a lot of Elvis. <laughs> the, the night ended with fools rush in. It was just really, really weird night. <laughs> George Reeves played the role of Superman. I grew up on you know reruns, of course, mm-hmm. of uh, the black and white Superman, nineteen fifty one to fifty eight. You know where you could see the strings and all that stuff. And Aww. he wasn't jacked at all. Mm-mm, no, he's very overweight. But uh, it would the curse of Superman would start with George Reeves. Yes. You know, because then Christopher Reeve. I know. Imagine two guys, Reeve, one Reeves, one Reeve. Right. Then, you know, it's like the curse of the crow. Mm-hmm. You know, something always bad, always bad happens. So he had, he was, uh, they thought he was depressed because he was typecast and couldn't find any roles. <laughs> right. But they did have two suspects, but no one was ever arrested in, a, in his murder. But I always thought it was a, uh, it was a suicide. Yeah, that's what I had always read. Because the reports was that he shot himself in the head in the upstairs bedroom of his L.A. home oh. while his fiance. And friends uh, were partying downstairs, Dang. which is kind of a, you know, that's weird. But they yeah. didn't rule it a suicide. That's why it's a cold case. Well, no, they, they did rule it. A, I'm pretty sure they ruled it a suicide. But there were guys that were investigated for a while. Yeah. The house guest allegedly heard a single gunshot and then oh, somebody ran into the room to find his lifeless body. So they did have two people that they thought were, were possibly, you know, and not the house guest. Uh, well, no, actually, one was his fiance. They thought maybe, I guess, she was part of it. So always his fiance, isn't it? Yeah, that's what you got to look at. Natalie Wood was a big one. That's the one. That's the big, big one, isn't it? Really, like with the boat and you know falling off and all that good stuff. And Robert Wagner. That was the whole Robert yeah, Wagner. And Christopher case. Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken, who never talks about it. Like I want to hear Would him. You? I want to hear Christopher Walken in Christopher Walken voice talk about the boat trip with Natalie Wood. Nope. Marilyn Monroe, another celebrity cold case. You know, allegedly she, what, OD'd, right? Uh, yeah, well, that's what they had said, that she had OD'd, but then a uh, guy that was a part of the investigation later came out and said, no, it was really a cover-up. The Kennedys killed her. They didn't want any of that to get out that JFK was actually sleeping around on his wife. So this like, is conspiracy, no proof? I left Marilyn Monroe in as a conspiracy because they still, this guy who was a part of the investigation opened up in his deathbed confession that it wasn't a suicide. Oh. Yeah, I, I would buy into 
the Kennedys having bumped her off. I mean, it's, it's allegedly. Not, it's 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 not like they haven't been a part of weird things before. Uh huh. You know, my my uncle told me a story. He was in the Navy, and I was doing some paper, and I did it on him, like mm-hmm. my senior year in high school, and I interviewed him, and I was never very close with him, but it, I interviewed him for this. It was more I talked, the most I ever talked to him, like ever. Mm-hmm. And he told me when he was stationed in Hawaii, I'm assuming Pearl Harbor, that a yacht pulled up and it was the president, President uh-huh. Kennedy. And a blonde came from below deck. Jackie Ooh. O was not a blonde. No, she was not. And that was when the talk was, was Marilyn Monroe. Dang, he saw that? And it, just everybody accepted it. Everybody saw it because it was pre-social media. Nobody cared about like shares. And actually at that time, too, Nobody wanted to bury the president. No. No. We had a different respect for the office. Mm-hmm. No matter what you were doing, you still were our leader. We're not going to bury you. Right. And also, it was a different day and age, too, where, yeah, so what? He's cheating on his wife. Big deal. He's got to get out some, you know? <laughs> that was the mindset. It's Marilyn Monroe. Who wouldn't right. do it, you know? I left a couple of I left a couple of conspiracy theories off this because they're not open cases, but one is that, like, the triad had Bruce Lee killed. Right. I've seen the documentary on that, the uh-huh. Chinese mafia. And uh, David Carradine's wife says he was murdered. Yeah, the, the the Bruce Lee thing is actually really interesting because there is proof that he did not accept offers from the Chinese mafia. Really? Yeah, and they because they wanted a piece of Hollywood. And oh, he didn't, that makes sense. And he didn't want him to be involved in it at all. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you go to Mexico, and if you own a business, especially if you're an out-of-towner, mm-hmm. you have to give a cut to the cartel. Yes. It's just that's how it works. Dang. And if you decide not to, there's a good chance we could don't, have you on the sheet. Yeah, don't decide not to. Yeah, bad move. All right, second round of, will this be a case, like a big OJ case? And Will anybody care? For which one? Oh, uh, I don't the two know. Two bucks, though. I think people. I don't think anybody's gonna care. Like Jada Pinkett spoke out and just said, "For people who were close to him, is closure. For everybody else, us on the outside looking in, it's not a, a deal. It happened so long ago." Yeah, like if they had a big case on TV, mm-hmm. it's not gonna. No, it's not gonna, not gonna watch the trial. No, it's not gonna cut into my regularly scheduled programming. No, it's too no. old. It's okay. Too old. I gotta make sure that doesn't happen. I don't need them cutting into my criminal minds or my Law and Order <laughs> SVU. <laughs> the stupid Dwayne guy. All right, second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you why you need to go grab a lottery ticket today and why a fight broke out at the movies. All right. Get your two big stories from today here with your second round of headlines. Then the end of this hour, we'll play Generally Speaking and Tickets. Really cool ticket, actually. Extreme and Living Color will be at the Hard Rock. So those will be up for grabs if you're interested. Stick around. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, good guys, heating and air. Big thanks to the good guys. 530, good air, best service, best price. That is guaranteed. Second round of headlines, up to you, Nikki D. Go ahead. You have another shot today at becoming a billionaire. H3. Billion dollar Powerball fever is here in Prim as thousands flock to the Lotto store to try to get their hands on a lucky ticket. I'm a winner, though. See, I'm getting ready to hit it. So there was not a winner at Saturday night's drawing, which <laughs> now yeah. brings the jackpot up to $1.4 billion. Jesus. So if you want to run and get you a ticket, you should, because there's going to be another drawing tonight, uh, 10.59 p.m. Eastern 
standard time. And if you take the cash option, if you're a winner, you're going to get $478.2 million. Yeah, that's a lot taken out. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a scam. I mean, that's still a lot of money. I but it's still way take the more annuity. than what I have now. Yeah, huh. take the annuity, right? Take the annuity. The, 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 story, the guy that won the last one, he's like a 33-year-old dude, and he's, been, he's become kind of a thing. And he's jet setting around. He bought this seventy-two million dollar estate in LA. Oh, he's moseying around with this new woman, and you just look at him doing this and doing that, just blowing through the money. He's gonna be broke, so. left and right. <laughs> Take the annuity, uh, but don't you want to just spend it all now? Yeah, because you're going to die, right? Because right. of the curse. Yeah. Didn't well. you say if you take the annuity and you die, somehow your family still gets the your money? Your family get paid out, yeah. <coughs> okay, I don't believe that. It goes, to your est- it goes to your estate. It actually grows while you while you take it in payments. Well, if you were to talk to a financial guy, I'm sure they would tell you, because there's another way to look at taking the mm-hmm. money, is that let's just say you put it into a note and you're able to, for conversation's sake, get 10%. Oh my God! You know, so you if you go okay, well, I'm going to live off of X amount of dollars per year, and I'm going to take four hundred million, and I'm making ten percent on that. That's still a good a good run, and you have that money available to you if you need it. Because you never know emergencies; you might need four hundred million dollars. Well, right? Yeah, might. You might need. <laughs> yeah, but I'm guessing the people who need this the most. I would love to see a cross section of how many people are good with money that win the lottery. If you could possibly win a billion dollars. How much do you, listening, carve out to spend to buy tickets? Because you like, if you look at it and you go, okay, well, I'm gonna, I don't normally buy, or maybe you don't even normally play lottery. I don't. Okay, so either do I. But you're like, it's a billion dollars. I'm going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. So do I do 20, which is going to get me only 10 tickets? Do I do 100? Do I do 1,000? Do I do $10,000? Like, oh look, $10,000, the ROI on, on that is pretty good if you win. I buy two tickets and that's it. Because I'm just a firm believer that what's supposed to be for me is going to be for me. So if I'm going to win, I don't need 100 tickets. I'll buy two. And if it's I'm supposed to be a billionaire, I will be. So you, Nikki D, play the lottery based off of faith versus yeah. probability. Yep. Screw math. Got it. <laughs> Nelson? Same. Yeah. But I'm poor also. You're going to buy, but you're going to find ways to get money for a ticket. I got change. Here's the thing. I give him $10. Go buy five tickets. Oh, Ooh. there's your story. Well, yeah. He wins. That dude's gone. <laughs> he is he gone. Is. He's going to forget all the lunches that I gave him. No, I'll the give you job that I get. He's going to forget all that stuff. He's out the door. He's going to marry five Trudies. He's going to move to Idaho or Iowa or wherever you marry. Nebraska, trash, Iowa, gross. Whatever. How much are you going to give Bailey, though? I give a million dollars. Okay. That's it. A million bucks. But a million outright. <laughs> like, I'll do. I'll factor in the, the taxes so you have a million cash in your hand. But, again, that's it. I made this guy. I'll give you five. If I hit the billion outright. Now he's willing to go up five million. I was going to say, go why five. are you going up? He's making you feel like you have to. I don't to. mind. I will. Yeah. Let, I'm I'm susceptible. That's why I'm going to be dead in a year. Oh, my God. He's going to get some financial guy in his ear going, no. He get five. Gonna, we're not giving that Jason guy any money. <laughs> no, Jason money? No. I would no. never do you like that. We're going to buy a whole string of car washes. That's what we're going to do with <laughs> your money. And Clydesdales. <laughs> All the Clydesdales. We're going to invest it in alpacas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wool, man, it's a good, what'd you call it, ROI? It's yeah. a good ROI. Yeah. All right, second story. <laughs> a man sits in the wrong seat and loses his cool. H4. Broward Sheriff's Office now making an arrest after a violent attack that happened inside of a Pompano Beach movie theater. 
This story is insane. This this guy gets VIP tickets for himself and his wife. He shows up to the theater and somebody's sitting in his seat. Like a movie, regular movie. Like a regular movie. Right. So he says to the guy, you know, excuse me, you guys are in my seat. The, the guy doesn't move. So after a little bit of back and forth, he's like, fine, have the seats. He turns to walk off and the guy says something crazy to him like, yeah, go run to your wife, little boy. He Oof. responds back and then he jumps on the guy and beats him up. This guy's 27 years old. He beats up this guy that's 60 plus years old. Well, they couldn't find him. Hold he's on, who's on. the 27-year-old? The guy that bought the tickets or the one? No, the one who was sitting in his seat, the little punk. Oh, gotcha. And uh, finally, this happened two months ago back in July. They just now were able to arrest this guy, and that's why it's back in the news. So I was trying to figure out what movie they were at, and I looked up some movies that came out in July. I'm going to assume Barbie because it was only (laughs) Barbie, Oppenheimer, and that 27-year-old was not seeing Oppenheimer. He was not seeing The Sound of Freedom. And he only, no, that was in June. So I'm going to say they were seeing a Barbie movie. Yeah, he was probably pissed that he had to be there. Yeah. So he came to the movie angry. Yeah, because he was with a girl. He was with a female. Right, trying so to show out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's and like, it, if I'm going to go see Barbie, I'm going to man up a little bit and beat the schnizzles out of this old <laughs> Which is so stupid. Like, sit in the right seat. It's that simple. What's VIP? Like, What does that mean? I don't didn't he, know It said VIP. it was a VIP. It, it was an advanced screening of the movie that oh. they got to, you know, do or whatever. So I don't, I'm not sure what oh, that was. Probably from, like, the local radio station. Probably so. Free tickets. Yeah, he got free tickets. <laughs> Everybody was VIP. Right. <laughs> he just didn't realize it. <laughs> Still, he was in the wrong seat. All right. Uh, very cool. The band Extreme back out, back together. God, I don't know how many years, but uh, it's pretty cool. Great band. Special guest, Living Color, another great band. So you get back-to-back awesome bands. It's taking place February 25th at, uh, so this goes into next year, but at the Hard Rock Casino, courtesy of Live Nation. This is the Thicker Than Blood Tour. Got a pair of passes for you right now. We're going to play Generally Speaking, so I just need two players. We will introduce you to our generalists, tell you what generation this individual is from, of course. Give them basic trivia questions. All you got to do is yay or nay if they're going to know the answer or not. Nikki D will guide you throughout the entire process. I will. All right? I just need players. That's all. Don't ask for much in life. I don't ask for much from you guys. All right, 916-909-0985. Again, 9 916-909-0985. One six nine oh nine oh nine eight five. That is your phone number. Sorry, I'll line it up, and we'll play. Generally speaking, here next. Hang on. Hey, Boomer, think you know your millennial stuff? Uh, pokey, what? What about you, Gen Xer? Ready to drop some knowledge? Eh, bite me. It's time to play. Generally speaking, on the BS. Welcome back to the program. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. No Kyle this week. Tickets to see Extreme with special guest Living Color, Thicker Than Blood Tour at the Hard Rock Casino, February 25th. What a cool lineup. How long has it been for Extreme? Jesus. That is awesome. Uh, Mike and Sack, how are you? Great. How are you today? Good Great sir. interview with Dan Wilson this morning. Oh, thank you very much. How cool was that? Like rock royalty, right? I was, I got to be honest with you, I was a little nervous when I talked to her. I was shaking in my boots. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, you don't want to screw up Ann Wilson. Uh, you can get the full conversation. We only played kind of like half of it, but the full conversation is up on the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com, or the video version on our YouTube channel at The Bailey Show if you are interested. Uh, but thank you for the compliment. All right. Joanne in Grass Valley, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The game is called, generally speaking, it's a generation-type game. 
Nelson does a fantastic job of going out and finding a what we call generalist, which you'll find out which generation they're from, then asks basic trivia questions. Nikki D is going to be on both Mike and Joanne, both of y'all's team, so she's going to help you with a yay they're going to know or nay they're not going to know. Everyone understand? Yep. All right. You get it right, you get a point. If not, that point goes to your competition. Whoever has the most points gets the extreme living color tickets. Nelson, let's meet our generalist. What's your name? Uh, my name is Dakota Fry. Dakota, how long have you lived here in, in SAC? I actually live a little bit outside of SAC in Vacaville. Pretty much my whole life, and I'm 30 years old, so about that long. 30 years old, that makes you a millennial. What do you do for a living? Uh, right now, I am a Lyft driver. I lost my job laid off in May, and I could have gotten a better paying job and a more uh, stable career job, but I fell in love with comedy, and I just want to work a job that gives me the freedom, so I'm happy and broke. Tell me something interesting about yourself. When I was five years old, I won a child uh, pageant. A child pageant for what? Uh, it was it was just that. It was this local thing called Fiesta Days that they do every year in Vacaville. And I went and did a song and told some jokes for a bunch of old people. <laughs> nice to mm. What was that in the background? Is he echoing? No, there was just uh, there was a couple of people around the corner. Gotcha. All right. Mike, you were up first. Uh, first question, a boomer-esque question for our generalist Dakota. Here we go. A1. Duck and cover drills were done in American schools to get kids ready in case of what? All right, Nikki D, duck and cover drills were done in American schools to get kids ready in case of what? Uh, tornadoes? No. Fires? No. <laughs> this is a boomer-esque question. A boomer? Well, they didn't have tornadoes back then. They did have tornadoes. <laughs> That's not what they were worried about. Duck and cover? Nuclear attack is what we're looking for. Oh, my God. Yes. That's and a- they did. They yeah. put them under desks. Absolutely. Talk mm-hmm. to your parents. They'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Never heard that before in my life. All right, Mike, uh, Dakota, will our generalists know this, yay or nay? Nay. I'm going to say nay as well. I've never heard this before. I'm sure this guy hasn't either. Uh, everybody knows this, just to let you both everybody. know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so nay is what you're going with, Mike? Yep. All right. Let's find out. A2. Uh, that's uh, I don't know, like uh, school shootings? Actually, it was for nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Everybody does not know this, like I said. <laughs> Excuse I knew me. it wasn't school shootings because that's new school. Excuse me, Rude, I wasn't finished. Oh. Everyone with the exception of you three. <laughs> <laughs> please do not cut off the host. Oh, Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Mike, you got a point. Joanne, the next one is for you. Here we go, B1. What is the name of the first man-made satellite launched into space? All right, this is another boomer question, Nikki D. What was the name of the first man-made satellite launched into space? Challenger. No. <laughs> Why are you asking all these hard questions? I'm glad, we can, la- I'm glad we can laugh about tragedy with the Challenger. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not even a satellite. I don't even know. No one did it make it to space. You're half of this answer. I'm half of it? Actually, you're half of this half of this answer. Yeah. Half of half of it. Yeah. Um, and you, 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 Twenty. Might get it out. The stutter. The shutter. Yes, that's what they called the satellite. The stutter. The shutter. <laughs> the answer is Sputnik. <laughs> Sputnik. As it was sputtering there. Thank you. You like the. Ju- I gotta, you yeah. like the. the I like the half of the half too. Sputnik. Yes, yeah, Sputnik. All right, uh, Joanne, will Dakota, our generalist, know Sputnik? I doubt it. I don't think so. Did you know it, Joanne? 
No. You didn't either? I didn't either. So I'm going to go with you on this again with a nay. These are hard boomer questions. I don't think they taught us this. Again, everyone knows Sputnik. Sputnik, I think, is, yeah, common knowledge. So, Joanne, you want to say nay on Sputnik, right? I say nay. You say nay. All right, let's find out. B2. Ooh, I feel like it was Russian, right? Sputnik? Sputnik is absolutely correct. (laughs) Told you. Guess that. Oh, yeah, just Sputnik out of the blue. <laughs> he was, he didn't know I know that. that's always my go-to when I'm watching Jeopardy and I don't know the answer. Nelson mouthed it to him. <laughs> oh, there will not be any improprieties called on me. <laughs> but you can see it on the audio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, you got two points. You can take a fat, juicy, girthy lead right here if you get this one right. Here we go. Generally speaking, C1. What was the name of the kid in the Life Cereal commercial that hates everything? All right, this is a Gen Xer, Nikki D. What was the name of the kid in the Life Cereal commercial that hates everything? Mikey. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> because what, Mikey? He'll eat it. Nope. <laughs> oh. Mikey. Hates everything. Yes. Doesn't like anything. Yes. Morning. Oh. Yes, Mikey. And how did Mikey die, according to Lore? From an overdose? No. Well, kind of. He joked on Life Cereal? No. Oh. Pop Rocks. What? what? Not true, but oh. that's the lore. Oh! <laughs> Just like Mr. Rogers was a sniper in the Navy. Oh, yes, right? and he's got sleeves of tattoos. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Mikey is what we're looking for. Mike, uh, will uh, Dakota know Mikey? Oh, yes, definitely. I don't think he will. I mean, I knew that. But for some reason, this guy doesn't strike me as a life cereal eater. I don't think he's going to know it. I'm going to say nay. All right. Mike, what do you want to go with? Yeah or nay? Uh, uh, yay. Yay. Screw Nikki D. Yay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. C2. Uh, Chucky. Like the killer doll. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's actually his name was Mikey. Mikey. I knew it had an E at the end, and it was mm. kind of a silly kid's name. Uh, told you, Mike. I thought I heard Trucky. No, Chucky. Chucky. No. <laughs> Trucky. All right, so there you go, Joanne. You're back in the game. The board is yours. You get this. You're tying it up. Here we go, D1. How many red balloons were floating in the summer sky? What a great question. Gen X question, Nikki D. How many red balloons were floating in the sky? I will take both English and German. (laughs) In the summer sky. Um, I'm assuming this must be some kind of song. Um, What generation was this? This is a Gen X question. Oh, my gosh. Uh, five balloons? That is incorrect. Joanne, do you know the answer? I have no idea. 99 left balloons. Left balloons. Left balloons. What is that from? 99 red balloons. Are in the summer sky. All right, no. So. Oh, we're the bad guys. The EDM version's cool. Yes. <laughs> and you're at the club and they drop the red balloons. You're like, where's the it clown? You're like, you guys are happy about that. Joanne, will Dakota know 99? You know, I don't know. I'm going to say nay. He doesn't know that. No. We had no idea, Joanne. I mean, he might know this song, but I don't think he's going to think about the song. I'm going to say nay. I'm going to say nay. Can I give you some advice? Sure. Don't allow you to be the bar. Me? Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy is in my wow. age group, so I am the bar. Savage. Uh, all right, so nay, Joanne, correct on 99? Yes. All no. right, let's find out. D2. Right? 99? That's exactly right. 99 red balloons. Everybody knows that. No, they don't. 
Well, this dude does. Good for him. That's all that matters. Mike, you get this? You're going to beat Joanne and ruin her Monday. Here we go. Next one. This is for the win for you. E1. This meme animal features broken English and even has its own cryptocurrency. All right. This meme animal features broken English and even has its own cryptocurrency, Nikki D. This is a Gen Z question. Uh, A sheep. I'm sorry? A sheep. A sheep. No, sheep is not what we're looking for. A cat. No, it's a, it's a, it's a doge. Doge. A what? Doge. Doge. What is that? Doge coin. Like the dog. He's, he's a Shiba animal. Yeah, the meme animal. Doge. Doge. He's a, he's a Shiba Inu and he's got like a cute Shiba Inu face and then it's like broken English on the meme what or you can. Shiba Inu? It's a type of dog. Don't oh. you remember the Doge? Just say it's a dog. No, but it's Doge is the the meme animal. Doge is his name. It's uh, Elon Musk pimped and everybody, uh-huh. like 10 people got real rich. and Doge coin. The rest of us lost a bunch of money. Okay, so Mike for the win. Doge, <laughs> yay or nay? Yeah. Mike? You're going to say nay? Yep. I'm going to say that he might actually know this one. I'm going to say yay for this one. He He's... he's a millennial, he probably is on TikTok a lot where Nelson got this from, I'm sure. I'm going to say yay. <laughs> All right. Mike? I'm going to stay with my nay. Nay. Saying nay for the win. Let's find out. E2. Ooh, uh, Gleamer? Uh, it's actually Doge. Oh, sh. Yeah. Mm. Cuss word. Good job, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joanne, we love you. Please try back again this week if you really want these tickets, okay? Thank you. All right. Thank you, Joanne. All right, Mike. Congratulations. You're going to see Extreme. You a fan of the band? Yep. Yeah. Can you can you sing more than words? Will you sing it when you're there? I'm uh, in the office. <laughs> he's in the office. He sing he's it right at work. now. He can't sing it right now. No, I get what he's saying. I understand what he's saying, but that there's no excuse for not singing Extreme. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't care where you're at. You don't have to sing at Extreme. You could, yeah. You could be at church. You could be at a funeral. Mm-hmm. But when more than words plays, you gotta whisper it. No, you sing it. There's no excuse. <laughs> that cue for him to play the song. I know he missed oh, it. Not <laughs> really? I, <guess. laughs> he I thought it. you were trying to get him. To- I even said it and stopped you and did. paused and pointed and everything. Okay. Anyway, uh, extreme special guy. That's too late now, dude. Uh, Living color, thicker than blood. Tour February 25th, Hard Rock Casino. It's hard to get good work around these parts. <laughs> I swear to God. You guys only got two pages, okay? Courtesy of Live Nation. Congrats, dude. You want to hang on the phone for me? Yep. All right. Good deal. Nicely done. Continuing with the uh, trend of generations, younger Americans are asking for something that older generations, I, th- I think, forgot to ask for. For sure. Or there was a reason why they didn't ask for it because they didn't want to rock the boat when they got married. But for some reason, younger Americans are getting this signed. Very interesting. All right. We'll tell you what that is here in a minute. Hang on. Yeah, your number one morning radio show for apples. (laughs) Bring this up at 6 o'clock and people can't stop talking about it. Uh, Jeff in Yuba City, you want to call me out for Apple Hill? What did I do? Oh, my friend, you said you don't like putting yourself in positions that you'd like that you need to apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna have to on this one. 
Remember I said that the BMI index was held to a gold standard that yes. shouldn't be? Yeah, I remember you. Remember On that? Friday. Yeah, I remember you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, then you said you were going to Apple Hill and I could come mm-hmm. and that you would pay. Yeah. And, well... I put on my black and white prosthetic leg and dressed up and everything. Mm-hmm. No one showed up to get me. Where were you Saturday at 9.15 in the morning? Uh, sitting right here in Yuba City waiting for a ride. Where? Where were you in Yuba City? In my home. Yeah. I told you to meet me at Shoney's. <laughs> The new Shoney's The new Shoney's on 5th and Main Oh yeah, in Yuba I call BS on that one, my friend (laughs) Do you not know about the new Shoney's? No Why don't you pull me in? It's beautiful It's a Shoney's But anyway, yeah, I left you a message on Friday And I said, Jeff Shoney's Saturday 915 be there because we're going to apple hill bring your leg so no i'm not going to apologize if anything you owe me an apologize because look you 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 have one good leg right (laughs) yeah bitch be a long hop though (laughs) that's a long hop (laughs) well you know what next time we go to apple hill we won't meet at shoney's Mm -hmm. i'll tell you to meet me at iop (laughs) wow and we can go from uh, there. I also have a wheelchair, so, I mean, if there's an eye roll somewhere. You know. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Possibly. Yeah. You know, next time we'll, we'll communicate better. You know what, Jeff? Here it is. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Look I'm sorry. Right. You right. are actually a stand-up man. Yeah. Wow. I do my best. You yeah. are a real Gen Xer, aren't you? I am. Yeah. All true. All right, dude, I got to run. I want to talk about prenups, but next time you're going with me, all right? We'll put you in the back of the truck. Hey, tie me to the roof. I don't care. <laughs> You'll be our, out of this town for a while. You'll be our Aunt Edna, and we'll just roll up to Apple Hill with Jeff strapped to his wheelchair. Yep. I'll drag behind the car. I don't care. Yeah. We'll get you, uh, if we don't take you, well, we didn't take you on the first trip. We'll take you on the second leg. All right. Um, Right, buddy. Right. And, I'll, and I'll bring a third leg just in case. Yeah, easy, Ooh. buddy. All right, all right. We'll see you. Buddy. No. We'll see. You. We gotta go. Right, we're gonna hang up with you. Go back and forth with leg jokes all day long. Leg puns. Leg puns. Right. Yeah. Uh, so continuing with the generation, I just thought this might be interesting for for those of you because um, you know, as a Gen Xer, you know, we just did the generation game and the boomers uh, prenups were kind of taboo, and it was you just didn't you didn't really. You didn't bring it up because you didn't want to ruffle any feathers. And usually the only people that brought it up was one party, usually the men, that had a significant amount of money, mm-hmm. didn't want to get jobbed if things didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Times have changed. Now it's not just the men. In a lot of cases, it's nowhere near the men that have the money in their bank account. Right. It's the women. So here's the funny thing, interesting thing. Uh, one in five couples have reported uh, signing. This has stopped 3% since 2010, and younger Americans we're more lo- most likely to ask for a prenup. That's forty percent of millennials and forty-one percent of Gen Zers saying they've entered into this one, and they base it a lot off of women making 
more money than the guy in a lot of cases. And us women seeing how breaking up with these men or divorcing them, they're coming after us for our money where, you know, maybe the old school men would you divorce, they would go on their separate ways because of pride. But men now is like, nope, I want some of your mm-hmm. money too. This is screwed up. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is crap that oh well women now because they've got money they can sign prenups and not ruffle any feathers and the guys <laughs> I tell you what back in the dead day you bring that up and she's gonna want to leave you yes yeah because they feel like it back then it was we're marrying for love and they stayed together through a lot of lot more stuff back then too they didn't get divorced as often the tendency for couples to get married later in life uh, also is is something to do with this 40%, that makes sense forty percent of marriages yeah. do not have a happy ending. Um, they've got established careers and assets and all kinds of stuff. And they also talk about, um, when you should ask for the prenup. Do you want to guess when you should ask for the prenup? I think before you ask the person, give to me marry an exact you. time. Like mm. you're getting married today. Uh-huh. How much before you got married today? Should you ask for the prenup? I think you should have asked six months before. That's it. There you go. Oh, that's really, it? that's all. It's just six Ooh, months. Look at you. Because I think that before you, I feel like when you get engaged or before you even ask somebody to marry, you should say, this is my expectation. This is what I'm I'm wanting to do. So if the person's not into that, they can be like, I don't want to marry you. That's too long. Prenups are like herpes. You should tell somebody on the first date. Uh, mm. I don't know. I think that might be too soon, though. You no. don't know that you even want to date somebody to, to be talking about all that on the first nah, date. Nah, you bring it up casually in conversation. You don't. <laughs> You don't like lay the hammer down, but you know, it's like, hey, you know, well, you let your Valtrex spill out of your pocket. Oh, sorry. Let me pick that up. Well, now the herb thing, like if you got an STD, if you don't lay that out on the first date, you're mm-hmm. a bad person. But, you know, like the prenup thing should be done the same way. And you're sitting there, you're talking about what each other wants and go, you know what? If I get married or if I get married again, I definitely would do a prenup just so it's out at the open and, 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 and everything is, you know, I understand the way that you would set up a prenup is that you say, we should, if we're going to be together, let's be honest about our financials. And in that case, we want to leave with what we brought into it, and then whatever we make together, we split it up. We okay. divvy it up. That I agree with, just not on a first date. That's too That's too deep for a first date. Right. Now, right before cheesecake. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's a conversation you guys have been dating. You feeling like she might be the one. Now let's let's dive in and, and see where her head is. But see, here, look, look here's, the, here's the hypocrisy. You hear what Nikki D just said? When I said that women are asking why that's different now because women are making more, she was all, yeah, because the guy's doing this guy. She just made it sound like it was the guy mm-hmm. that's asking for it at the date. Yeah. I never said gender. No, you I'm You not. assumed it was the guy asking mm-hmm. it before the cheesecake. I think anybody on a first date talking about a prenup is too heavy, if it's a man or if it's a woman. Well, you didn't say that. No, I didn't, didn't hear not. that. See how that works? I tricked you. No, I, you didn't trick <laughs> me. You think you did. I tricked I still you. stand on what I said. I understand why women are asking for them, but nobody should be talking about that on a first date. I would be okay if Rach and I started over and we were about to have cheesecake and she brought up the prenup thing. I would still love her today like I do. No, the, what that says True to me is Thank you're divulging on a first date to somebody that you probably make a lot of money that you're asking them for a prenup. Because I don't know any broke people that's asking for prenups. Well, that's where you're wrong. Prenups are not about being rich. Prenups are about uh, protecting your assets. Right, which means so you I, have something to protect. Why are you getting angry? I'm not angry. Look at that face, you got the Joker. No, <laughs> I'm just saying. Why so you serious? have to have something if you're protecting something. That doesn't make you rich. 
That doesn't make you wealthy. Yeah, because I had a house before I got married. Like, I bought the house, and that wasn't my wife's house when I I put it all on my credit, and I started paying for it, and it was solely in my name. The example I'll give you is I know somebody that got divorced. It was an ugly divorce. They were mm-hmm. not wealthy by no stretch of the imagination. And she, just out of spite, went after his 401K. Times were different then. This was probably in the early 2000s, like, like so long ago. Uh-huh. But the laws were different. Now that's protected differently as far as you don't get hit as much with your taxes. Mm-hmm. But then if she took it, that 30%, give or take, came out, and she got what she wanted. So it was no skin off her back, right? Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't her money. Oh, you still got the penalty back then. So he still got penalized. Wow. She got cash, and he had to start over again. Well, because yeah. she was, what do you mean, yeah, that I'm sucks. I'm just saying, that sucks for him, absolutely. So for that's him. why you protect it. He's not rich, right? but he's got to protect the money that he has. Everybody's but he's gotta, not broke either. What's that? But he wasn't broke either. He had something that needed to be protected. I know, but it's all what I'm saying. But you said wealthy. He wasn't wealthy. There's a difference between wealthy and having a couple dollars in the bank account. And also what he's saying is back then it wasn't 50-50. She got 50. He got 30. Because of his 50, he had to pay the penalty. My point is that you need a prenup if you have something to protect. You said wealthy. You, said you have something to protect, I period. Heard wealthy. Did you hear wealthy? I felt I like said she said wealthy. Broke. I, I never said wealthy. I used the word broke specifically. I heard she said extremely rich. Yes. I, I said that. extremely broke. Extremely rich. Oh, now he Oh, it. now you want to play the song. It's over with, Nelson. She throw the song extreme. in the trash. I already gave away her take. Whoa. You Whoa, do what? not throw wow. extreme in the trash. For Nelson today, he does. He already misses. Here mark. we go. You ready? I want to count you down. Three, two, and one go. Baby, I love you. Slow it down. Enough for me. Say the word. Long for you. So this is another thing you bring up on a first date. What? Is that you know zero lyrics to any song. <laughs> Like, that would be part of the the prenup. You can have your record collection, your cassettes, your downloads, whatever it is that you have. You take that. Actually, if we get married, you're forced to take it with you. Right. And you have to take some of my music with you so you can at least be cultured. Any of the music that you ruined for me, like Extreme, (laughs) take it with you. Can we have our cheesecake now, please? Right. Thank you very much. Oh, That's so part of the prenup with Nikki D. So damn hungry. <laughs> I'm just a remixer. It's a post-nup, too. Are you sure you got all the music? <laughs> third. Is this our third round? This is the third, third round. One. Time flies when you play extreme. Time flies when you're having fun. That's right. Yeah. All right. What do you got? I'm going to tell you why a bird grounded a flight and what historic artifact is being auctioned off. All right, get you those two big stories from today. Stick around. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. So neat when I get these emails for my FBI training school, which starts tomorrow. They sent it to Buck Wagon Cover. It's oh, encrypted. <laughs> encrypted emails. Oh. I have to go to a different computer in Top order to secret. read them. Special laptop they gave me. Oh, my God. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. They have your name on it? 
No, of course not. Has just code name co- alien numbers. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. That is the website. Check out all the great promotions. They're fantastic people. Best service, best price. That is guaranteed. Third round of headlines, Miss Nikki D. A bird tried to hitch a ride with Southwest on Saturday, H5. When I became extremely concerned was when I started to smell smoke, um, you know, like there was a fire uh, occurring. And then I saw flight attendants started running up and down um, the center of the plane. That would have absolutely freaked me out. That's a first-hand account from a passenger that was on the flight Saturday. They had to make an emergency landing because they're saying not just one bird, but multiple birds um, went through the propellers and the engine caught on fire. They start smelling smoke. The, the, the things deployed down that come over your face and people started freaking out. Luckily, the pilot, he stayed cool, calm and collective. He let everybody know what was going on and they made an emergency landing right here um, at Sacramento's airport. Everybody was evacuated off the plane safely and they were good to go. We were just talking about that the other day mm-hmm. and it wasn't a bird, but it was something else that the plane had issues with. And then we got into, you know, what are the odds of these planes getting hit by birds? And like, we cursed this flight. We kind of did. I feel horrible. A little bit. You know, that'd be terrifying. I just still don't understand how a bird can bring down a plane. But imagine the power we have. Oh, it's a radio show. <laughs> yeah. Let's, we let's, just have to wield it properly. Just speaking uh, stuff into existence. Yeah, let's be more positive and not yeah. birds and planes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, now that we know that we have these powers, we have to be more careful. With great uh, power comes great responsibility. That's Absolutely. what Spider-Man's uncle said. Because they can, Okay, take a breath. <laughs> Jesus. She saw it going to the engine, right? Yeah, she saw it. People yeah. saw and heard it, and it was making, like, some funny noises, and that's when the pilot got on and started telling people that, you know, possibly a few birds flew into um, the engine. So that's what happened. Yeah. Caught on fire. That's horrible. They could I... smell the smoke. I Oof. would be freaking out. Hmm. But one of the things this particular passenger said is that she wants people to make sure you listen to the safety rules they give you at the beginning of the flight. Because it's not until something like this happens that you realize, okay, what am I supposed to do? Do you know? Could you do it? Um, pull the thing down over the head and no. In what I don't order pay though? Attention. I don't pay attention. I'm I'm guilty. Who, so who, when go, she, who goes first if you're if you're traveling with your daughter mm-hmm. and the face mask come down comes down? I put hers on first. No. Sure. Incorrect. Incorrect. But you, I put mine on first so that I can make sure she's taken care of and I don't pass out. How many times you're 41 years old? How many <clears> times have you been on a plane? And you, a lot of times, but I don't pay attention. Oh my God! Yes, you must put your own mask on first because the idea is if the plane depressurizes, you have seconds before you pass out. No, and Nikki, she'd forget and not put I it on. I will. Her. I will forget. I try to put <laughs> Sorry, it on my kid, kid first. I already know. <laughs> Sorry, kid. You I try don't to get make one. sure she stayed alive. <laughs> she's going around collecting them. <laughs> <laughs> No, Just not. judging people, going, you don't look like you need one. Give that to my, <laughs> give that to my, my kid needs four. <laughs> Trying to get free face masks. Oh Are these free? Are these free? You, you know, I put out fires in the military. I deserve it. All right, second story. Would you buy a piece of the president's hair? H six. India Sparks knows it's the kind of thing you have to see to believe. This is George Washington's hair. Like the George Washington. The George Washington. Weird. The first president of the United States had a lock of his white hair preserved for centuries, and now it's going up for sale. How much would you pay for it, Bailey? <sighs> how much could I pay for it or how much would I pay for it? Uh, I mean, I could see it going for a million dollars. I can't pay that, but, I mean, if it were available for a couple hundred bucks, I'd buy it. Nelson? I'd say 250000 It's probably what it's worth. 
Well, you might be in luck then. It's only up for sale for $45,000. The lock was given to the Derby family back in the back in the day, and they've just passed it down from generation to generation. And they're saying that George Washington didn't wear the wigs that they wore back in the day. It was his real hair, and he just kept it dyed that color the entire time. So this is an actual lock of George Washington's hair. They should sell for a dollar. That'd make more sense, right? Because he was the first president? Well, because he's on a dollar. And he's the first president. Yeah, well, yeah. it goes hand yes. in hand. It's the dollar is, is yes. what I'm getting at. I don't know. I think that's a work. I think he did wear the wigs because that was like you you had to. Well, how you dying? That was your part hair of the white? party, right? Yeah. Why are you dying? Your, he's like 18 and, and he's got how? white hair. Back then, they could dye their hair white. Apparently, they could. That's what the story says that he wore his own real thick hair. Does that mean you could clone George Washington? Clone him how? You got his hair. You got his hair. His DNA. Right or no? Little known fact: George Washington, his family um, invented super clips. That's no, they where, didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not a little known fact. That's a made up fact that you just made up. We just said fact. we want to put great positive things out into the atmosphere, and you just told a lie. It's the best place to get your hair dyed white. <laughs> it's all because of GW. I'm telling you. No, it's not. <laughs> All right, if this uh, goes well, this should be a really cool conversation. I'm sure most of you know who Ted Bundy is, the serial killer from years and years ago, executed in, what, 89, right, late 80s? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, his bas- his last run was at that Chi Omega sorority at Florida State University. And if you've seen any of the movies or documentaries and stuff, he just went in and started bludgeoning these women. It was horrible. Uh, well, this woman, Kathy Kleiner, is actually a survivor. She was one of the Chi Omega sisters in the house that night. And survived Ted Bundy, hence her new memoir, A Light in the Dark, surviving more than Ted Bundy because she's got more to the story. So we're supposed to have her on. We'll see if all goes well here in just a minute. Hang on. Drives me nuts. Live interviews. Ooh. I prefer them, but there's always some issue, miscommunication or something. Mm-hmm. It's like the second time. I really want to talk to her, too. I mean, if somebody survived Ted Bundy, it's pretty damn cool. I know. I've been looking up all her stuff the last couple of weeks. Like, I got questions to ask her. She was uh, she was in that sorority house. But uh, for some reason, she's technologically challenged. I'm being, I don't know what that means. It's like, it's a phone call. <laughs> it's a phone. Just pick up the phone and, and dial it. That's all you've got to do. <laughs> I don't understand the struggle. So maybe she calls. Maybe she doesn't call. It's the BS. Thanks for listening. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nick D. There is Nelson. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. These two, I guess all of us, getting ready for Aftershock this week. Yep. And uh, you guys have a very, very busy schedule. We do. That's why I had to rest up this weekend, because I'm going to be rocking and rolling. Yeah, you guys are going to be. Well, I'll be out there. My son flies in tomorrow. Are you going every day? Yeah, I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to try. I'm going to do what I can. But what time are you going? Uh, I will do a radio program and probably have to take a nap. I'll do some... (laughs) Show prep, of course. You know me. I got to be in my schedule. Right. And then make my way out there, of course. Yeah, you're going to be on your own this week. Guns N' Roses is Sunday night, though, right? Yes, Uh, I'm sure it is. That's going to be tough. That's going to be real tough. And then Pantera's no more. Really wanted to see Pantera. So did I, because I never saw Pantera in the run with Dimebag and Vinny. Are you meeting somebody special? I don't. I'm not holding my breath on that. Is it Incubus? It's, I, I, (laughs) hold on, hold on. Say it again. Incubus. How many syllables? Incubus? Incubus? <laughs> is that a question? Incubus? Because Incub- I want to know if I got the band right. That is the correct band. <laughs> but I have asked, I have asked our our boss, A. Aaron, if it would be possible or if he would submit a request that I would be able to meet 
Brandon Boyd. He's a mark. And I there's am. Hey, a and huge yeah. mark. And you know what? With with a festival like Aftershock, there's nothing wrong with being a mark and doing whatever you can to get a picture, an mm-hmm. autograph. I mean, these are the bands that are soundtracks of our lives. Yes. You know, I mean, everyone from Avenged Sevenfold to Biscuit to Tool to Godsmack to Corn, uh, 311, my wife loves. My wife did the 311 um, campouts. Really? Back in the day. Yeah. Mm. yeah. See, I'm spoiled by 311 because they're from where I'm from. So it's just like you're used to seeing 311. Like, I forget how big a band they are in the rest of the world. And then some of the, you know, bands that go on earlier in the day, you know, if you're a fan of their music, that's when you get to say, well, I saw them at Aftershock at right. 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and now they're headlining, and, you know, but I saw them way back when. So if you're going out there, 98 Rock will be on site, of course. Uh, we hope to see you. hope to take pictures. We hope to meet you. But, you know, we got a big couple days coming up, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is you know, we're flying my son in from Orlando. Yeah. When is he going to get here? Tomorrow afternoon. Oh, just yay, Just for Aftershock, up. you know, so so it'll be pretty good. A listener said he's going to bring me a flag. He's going to make us a personalized BS flag. So Ooh. he's going to find me and give me the flag. I guess that's a tradition here with Aftershock. The fly a flag? To make a, sh- a show flag. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's very sweet. So I'll be looking out for him and giving us a flag. I don't think I've ever had a flag before. Me either. That's very nice. <laughs> Are you taking your daughter to Aftershock? No, I only have a pass for myself. So she can wear her $400 hoodie? No. Did <laughs> no. you hear about this? Oh, I, see, I wondered what the commotion was. I didn't realize. He was there. Yeah, I was there, but I didn't really realize what was happening. So you found out that she had like this really pricey hoodie and you have no idea how she got them? I have no idea <laughs> how she got the money. We were we went to the movies yesterday to see Saw. Ooh, it was fun. Was it good? I heard it's not. It was really good. Why are people saying it wasn't? It was. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I read. It was, you're the second person who told me that. Shame on whoever's saying it's not good. It's great, actually. It's I an love odd it. movie to take your daughter to on a Sunday. <laughs> right. So you <laughs> like scary movies. Hold on, wait a minute. When I text you or tried to call you, you said you were at church. I was at church earlier and after we mm-hmm. left church, we went to the movies. It was afternoon showing. Mm-hmm. You don't go church to Saul. You got to get clean before you get dirty. Yeah. You go Saul that's to church. Nothing. No, we went church yeah. to Saul. No, you, that's not how you, 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 you wash, <laughs> you wash butt, you wash face to butt. You not know? when it comes to your soul. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What a blessing today was. I just feel so much closer to the Lord. Satan. Let's go watch a movie that just, I heard it's really gory too. It is. It is very gory. Yes. I didn't see any of the gory parts. I covered my face for all oh of them. Oh, my God, I'm going to yes. just be honest. She was completely covered up. I, I couldn't. All right, so back to the, the hoodie thing. So we're in the, the concession line getting ready to go in, and once she puts herself on the counter, the, the guy says, oh, my God, I love that hoodie. And she's like, thank you. And he's like, I really wanted one, but I just couldn't afford it. Those were too pricey. And I said, too pricey. Or <laughs> I paid for that hoodie. Like, how You're much like, did it cost? I'm wearing a $10 Old Navy hoodie right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Like, how much did it cost? And he's like, oh, just was, you know, out of my price range. I couldn't afford it, but I really wanted one. So then I looked to my daughter and I said, well, where did you get the money for it? And she's like, well, you gave it to me. I didn't get. So then I had to do the research and found out that hoodie cost $400. I'm like, I did not give you $400 to buy a hoodie. And now I do give her large sums of money. That's like to do her Christmas shopping, her back to school shopping. I can't believe that you took 400 of any of the dollars I gave you and bought one hoodie. That's a lot of money. 
It wow. is. That's a lot. I don't own anything that costs four hundred dollars. Yeah, for one I. item. Yeah. Then what? So what did she say? She's like, yeah, that's the money you gave me to go buy other people prizes. No, she did the little sly grin thing that she does, and she didn't answer me at all. And so then Nelson and our other friend starts like, huh, huh, you paid for it. That's where she got the <laughs> money from for you. Well, you know she's got you on the hook, right? Because right now she's going through some growing pains of moving uh-huh. and. She doesn't have any friends, so she can pretty much tell you anything, and you can't get mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's she plays to that. She plays to that, and that annoys me so bad. And then my mom's <laughs> like, you have to be sensitive, Nikki. She, she doesn't have friends. And I'm just like, yeah, but she's playing me. Yeah, She's playing me big time, and she knows it, and I know it, and I don't like it. I'd always do that with my grandmother. I'd play, him, <laughs> play my grandmother over my mother. <sighs> my grandmother, I'd hear, Joan, you know, Jace is just going through some tough times. <laughs> He's six. <laughs> He's six. <laughs> <laughs> Remember one day I was like, I was like six and I fell down the stairs. It was 14 stairs. For some reason, I slipped on the carpet. I was wearing slippers and I tumbled all the way down. Right. And, uh, and I, and I tumbled all the way down and, um, and it knocked the wind out of me, mm-hmm. you know, but I was fine, but I saw how much they cared. Mm-hmm. So, so you played it up. Yeah. Like you okay. I mean, I'm six. I'm like, I should have been a, an actor. Right. <laughs> And my grandmother was, you know, like, oh, my God, Josh, oh, my God. Like, it was the end of the world. Like, right. it was on fire. I'm like, oh, I'm getting a, I'm getting a trip to Kitty City out of this. It's like, what, 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 what do you need? What, what? Uh, we should go to Kitty City. <laughs> I saw that cap gun, the six, the six shooter I needed. <laughs> Joan, let's take him to Kitty City. He needs a cap gun. You know. Such a little so you're going to take the, the sweatshirt away? I can't take it away. I don't even know how long she has had the sweatshirt. Like, apparently it's a part of a clothing brand from some rapper, and that's why it costs so much money. No. Well, she's, you better get it in now. She's only got three years. Maybe she got it on sale. Two years left until you can ground her. Yeah, she'll tell me she got it on sale, but I don't believe her. I, don't, I just don't. <laughs> the way that kid reacted to seeing her sweatshirt, it made me turn around and look at it like, well, what's so special about her sweatshirt? <laughs> is, there, is there anything you won't allow your daughter to wear? Well, I try to keep her from wearing those little spandexy shorts yeah. that looks like you just have on panties yeah. that for whatever reason these kids are wearing, yeah. and they wear them to school because they don't have dress code to school anymore. So every now and then, because I'm at work when she leaves, she tries to sneak and wear them to school, but she's not smart because I pick her up from school. You're talking about the cheek outs? The, like oh, the butt cheek hanging out? You can out? see the, the yeah. front part of them. You can see everything that they own. And yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm, that's a thing. You know, I got to go through that with my daughter. Unfortunately, she's 18. So I've had to take her clothes and just literally throw them in the trash. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can keep her from trying to wear them or sneak and wear them. I saw her Friday on the camera. She wore some little see-through sheer top to school and then hurried up and went home and changed before I saw her. Mm. Mm. But I saw her on the camera, so she's busted for that, too. So what happens? I throw it in trash. You throw her clothes in the trash? I do. You should burn it. That's, <laughs> that's a stronger well, I message. I don't want to catch my house on fire. Yeah, nah. <laughs> you put her in the car, and you don't tell her where you're taking her. And you go to some big empty lot, and you burn it. <laughs> oh, you just come over to my apartment complex. There's oh, a burning yeah. dumpster around there all the time. Yeah, I was going to say, just throw it on one of the cars out in front of Nelson's <laughs> yeah, apartment. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I called another day and he was helping somebody into an ambulance. I'm like, what happened? They get shot. You yeah. were you were helping a person into an ambulance? Well, the big mama that lives downstairs for me, she sometimes has some issues. And so I was helping her get, I helped her get out of her uh, little house because the family is, they're tiny. Okay. And they can't get her out with, in her wheelchair. 
And so I was helping them get her to an ambulance. Well, that's very sweet. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I have to. Well, yeah. Well, you should. If if an elderly person can't move. You should. <laughs> yeah, when I see I mean, all you don't them, need well, me like, to tell you that, but yes, well, so you should. It's, it's like when you look at them, it's all like, they're all very, they're not little people, but they look like they might be little people, right? And they're all trying to move this, gotta, this woman that can it needs some help. I got to tell you, this blind guy the other day was trying to cross 80, and I just felt like I needed to help. <laughs> just, I really, I mean, you know, I, don't, I don't need you to tell me, but I just felt like I needed to tell him. <laughs> Not to cross the road. And you did. You yeah. absolutely did. You did the right thing. Just to, I offered to help somebody in a wheelchair the other day, and they turned me down. That's a, that's tricky, man, because some people are very self-sufficient, and they'll throw that ableist at you. Yeah, like I like I offended them. Uh-huh. And what were you like, trying to help them do? I think get up. Where were we? It was, I think you get, it, they, it was a handicap. They were struggling to get through. It was an elderly person in a wheelchair, and they were struggling, I think, to go up a ramp or uh-huh. something. And I came up behind them, and I put my hands on the the thing, bars. the bars, and I said, "Let me help you out here, sir." And, I got it, I got it. And I was like, "Jesus, grumpy pants!" Ugh. Trying to help a brother out, man. At I got it. Cried. And I walked past him. I could have swore I heard under his breath. Son of a bitch! Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't you ever touch my bars? Right? Don't ever touch my bars again. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if anybody wants to explain this to me. I will. Explain to you why you should not continue to go into social media or amongst your peers or your loved ones and go on this whole tirade about the, the NFL right now and Taylor Swift. It's kind of silly, and it's very embarrassing for us football fans, even for you purists out there uh, that listen to a lot of sports talk radio. And the cool thing is, is why are we talking about Taylor Swift? All right. You're missing the point. You're missing the boat, and you sound extremely silly. And I'll explain here in a minute. Hang on. So I'll answer a question for you football fans, or everybody, actually. Everybody seems to know about this Taylor Swift NFL thing, right? Yep. Taylor Swift fans think it's cool. The football fans hate it, can't stand it, because it overshadows their player, even if they're not a Kansas City Chiefs or a Travis Kelsey fan. They just hate it. Because everybody's talking about Taylor Swift. Right, exactly. Well, why is this a big thing? I mean, I have the answer for it. But why do you think it's a big thing? Because it's arguably the biggest artist in the world? Yeah, because of who it is. Plenty of football players have dated celebrities, and it didn't blow up the way it is now. Okay, that's partially why it's a thing. But I'll tell you why it's a thing. is because football, the NFL in particular, uh, and this is also the same reason why Colorado football is a big deal with the Buffaloes and Deion Sanders Mm -hmm. is because the NFL historically has not been a celebrity grabber. Not to say that celebrities don't go to games Mm -hmm. and occasionally you'll get a shot of Hulk Hogan or LeBron or somebody up in the box, but it's not like basketball. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's not like basketball. It sure the hell is nothing like boxing or MMA. Okay. Gotcha. Right. And that's part of the allure of those events is that you don't know who's going to be there. Like it or not, celebrities are still a, a pool for certain people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of you right now going, not me. And you, you're, you're right. I, I, I don't doubt it. I wouldn't go to an event just because Taylor Swift is in the box either. But that's just you and me. Step outside the bubble for a second. It gets more exposure. 
there are people who it are, makes it cooler. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And there are people who are still diehards. If they know a celebrity even might be in the vicinity of a place, they're going to be there. And do you think that has to do with the fact of the way arenas are laid out? What do you mean? Like there's more protection at courtside. You know what I mean? You have different access points to a floor side seat, say, in the NBA. Whereas in the NFL, if you're a super famous person, to get to the 50-yard line, you have to go through the same gates largely that the bulk of the crowds are going to. Most often you see famous people in owner's boxes in the NFL. But in all of these other sports you're mentioning, those people are down in the action, specifically the NBA. Well, the same goes for a concert, too. There's no other way to do it other than to come through the back. Mm-hmm. you know. And then you see they have a little section. And they'll put them by the sound you know the the, the sound yep. guys and stuff like that. Uh, so if you think about you know some great stories from the NFL, one in particular, and San Francisco 49er fans will be able to relate to this. One of the greatest stories in San Francisco 49er history is what the drive, right? Montana marches them down the field. Our friend Randy Cross, who was on with us on Friday, he was in that huddle at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and they finish it out with the the, the pass to what Dwight Clark, right? Mm-hmm. So it was the catch, it was the drive, it was the thing. What makes that story so awesome? Well, to the purist, you have the drive. Joe Montana led them down to win the Super Bowl against mm-hmm. the what, Cincinnati Bengals at the time. Okay, but what's part of that story that makes the story the story? What happened in the huddle? What did Joe Montana say to 10 other guys that were on tilt, knowing that they only had so much time left in order to win the win of all wins? What did, did he, he say? Do you know what he said? I don't know story. what he said. Hey, guys, look, there's John Candy in the stance. And what that made them pep up? It just made them relax. Oh, okay, I got you. That's an absolutely true story. Really? Look it up, yeah. Randy would say, tell you. Why are you laughing? You don't believe him? Well, I, was just I know, I got that joke. vibe too, right? <laughs> well, he made, he made his face. He made his face like he was going to snicker a little bit, you know what I mean, no. right after he right after he tells a tall tale. No, that's oh, like it's a movie reference. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Yeah. True story. Absolutely true story. Like, Did that happen to Rudy? 49er fans will, will back me up on that. <laughs> it's a it's a well-documented true story. So it just took all the 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 import out of it basically. It's just like, "Hey man, it's just another drive. Right. We're just going to go down and do it like we always do it." Right. Exactly. You know, boobies. Yeah, get somebody to laugh. Yeah. Somebody's on <laughs> make me laugh every time. <laughs> He said, this is so funny. Somebody's on tilt. You just need him to relax. I think it's kind of neat, right? You know, I mean, Taylor Swift, take her, leave her, whatever. But she's there. She's rooting on her dude. And then Mama Kelsey, the spinoff of Taylor Swift, now overshadows Taylor Swift. You see Mm -hmm. her sitting there. State Farm was the bro- Jake from State Farm guy was I love that. <laughs> oh, dude, State Farm, whoever the marketing person is, absolutely brilliant, knowing that the cameras are going to be on Donna Kelsey mm-hmm. at the Eagles game. <laughs> get him a ticket and put him in a box before she gets on a jet to go to New York. She's watching her son Jason play for the Eagles, and no, they weren't even in a box. They were outside. They were sitting in the stands. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. they were in one of those boxes up at the no. top. Jake from State Farm. Donna Kelsey only gets the box when she's with Taylor. Right, gotcha. <laughs> right. Every gotcha. other time she's, and she might want that, you know. Uh-huh. But you can't think of any other sport where celebrities, you know, where it's a big thing. Where the, you know, if they're there, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But they're not known to go. And for the football fan, you should embrace it because it brings more eyes and ears on the product. It makes it shinier. And as a diehard football fan, you want it as shiny as possible. Well, and the, didn't the stats prove more people viewed the uh, game? 
It was it was like the highest watched game yeah. of, like ever, like during regular season. It was ridiculous. And that's what you want. And Should- what's the old trope that, oh, it's just my husband going down there to watch football. And now if you can get uninterested people to come down and watch things, that's all the more uh, better for you in the long run. So with basketball being one of the aforementioned sports that attracts celebrities and every city has got their, you know, go to. Uh, I know we talked about this last year during the King season and stuff. So is there somebody, because Nikki D is a mark for celebrities. So is there. (laughs) Not all of them. Don't act like I'm a a celebrity hound or something. Oh, you are a star banger to the 10th degree. How how did you come up with that? What? That I'm a star banger. Nelson. Well, I think it has to be a certain star. She's not, there's. But if it's somebody in her roster, in her wheelhouse. Oh, total mark, yes. Thank you very much. That's what I'm but trying I'm to say. But I'm a mark, too, so I wouldn't say okay, that. Okay, there you I go. I wouldn't say I'm a mark. There's just certain people that I would like to meet and some that I don't. You would jump through hoops of fire to go meet them. Lizzo. No, no, no. I'm just saying, in general. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. You get all angry before yeah. you understand. Yeah, no, dog, no, you're like, not computing. You be, you be trying to take shots, but you try to do it nicely so I don't know. I know, though. I'm not taking shots. <laughs> well, if what's the, your point? If the facts are shots, then... Yeah, maybe I'm taking shots. You are taking shots. <laughs> well, if they're facts, like, tell, Lizzo, me something, tell, tell me something I haven't said that was true. So, Lizzo does say truth hurts. So, Liz, you're on your couch, you're watching the Kings play, and you see, uh, or yeah, the Kings start in an hour, mm-hmm. and you heard that old Lizzo is going to be there. Right. Would you jump off your couch, go buy a ticket, knowing that you're not going to sit anywhere near her, just so you can see her? No, 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 no. What I'm going to do in the position that I'm in is I'm going to ring up, bing, 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 Odilo down the hall because he has the super hookup and be like, look, I heard Lizzo's going to be there. I know that you oftentimes are on the floor. Can you hook me up because I need to go? So that, by the way, just to let you know, Radio mm-hmm. 101, extremely unprofessional. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you do not do that. That's what I'm going to do. I understand. Again, going back to my point, <laughs> thank you for making it, is that you would – See how quickly you turn on me with name dropping when I backed your name drop just Friday? Yeah, but I... I work with this guy every day. But he gets one pass to go in. I know that. But I owned my name drop. Like, I admitted how disgusted I was with myself. And And I told you you didn't have to be. You didn't have to be disgusted. And I'm not going to be disgusted if I have to use my name drop to go sit down on the floor and chat it up with Lizzo so she knows how much I've been defending her honor. I feel like that's something she needs to know. (laughs) And I need to be down there to tell her. By the way, for those that are listening, and and the the conversations that we have on and off the air, I mean, very rarely do we have on the air with Lizzo because I know it probably bores you. Mm -hmm. But off the air, this woman woman next to me, (laughs) like, she's one of those... Those patients that like a psych ward that believes, you know, like <laughs> that that chickens are trying to, you know, like those people, like you see in the movies or you see in the docuseries, like Nikki believes that Lizzo telepathically feels her defending her. Yes, she does. See, there you go. She oh does. But I want to make sure that even if she can't feel it, that she knows it. Okay. And how would it go? She's walking by real quick. D'Lo got you the hookup. You're mm-hmm. sitting there courtside. She's nowhere near you. She's on the other side of the announcer's booth. So she's mm-hmm. kind of like, and you can't get over there. What do you do to tell her that you've been defending her honor? I draw up a quick sign. You can always find something to write on. Mm-hmm. Hold it up. She's a mark for signs. She loves to read the signs. Mm-hmm. I hold it up. 
Lizzo, I've been having your back, girl. And she'll read it and be like, oh, we need to go over there to her. How big is this sign? I've been having your back, girl. Like yeah. that she would be able to legibly pull out. She'll a... be able to see it. Did you, were you going to just randomly find a Dead Sea Scroll? No, I'm going to get somebody's <laughs> pizza box that they just ate pizza off of. Oh. Right on the back of it. All right. And where are you getting the Sharpie? People have Sharpies all the time because they're going to be trying to get the players to sign their little autographs and stuff because they're on the floor. Oh, what are you saying again? Uh, Lizzo, I got your back, girl. I've been having your back is what she said. Uh, yeah, it was longer before. I've been having your back. That's, I got a shorthanded. You better make sure you find somebody that got a large pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you should probably be like, Lizzo, can I borrow your pizza box? <laughs> that is not nice. You do not say that about Lizzo. Or can I borrow one of your pizza boxes? <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. Lizzo, I got your back. What did you say, girl? Girl. I've been having your back, girl. Mm-hmm. Hold that up. She's going to come chat Why with me. You're going to put a heart on there or something? Like a heart Nikki? Yeah. Put that. D. Put the D. Nikki D. There you go. Hold it up. Boom. And now you did this while she was walking by? She was booming me. Boom. That's when the place riots. Boom. That's when all the cameras go on. Guess who? Me. That's when I go out on tour, Lizzo. <laughs> Boom. How big did you write that? Big enough. Okay, we need to take this out into the hallway and test this with somebody who would be Lizzo a feet away down the hall. Just walk out and see if someone could read that sign. I got to tell you, dude, I like that. I like the bit, but I am terrified. To possibly offend somebody. Oh, fair. <laughs> yeah, just stay in here. We'll do this somewhere else. <laughs> take it to my house or something. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what home improvement star is in legal trouble and what Costco keeps selling out of. Oh, by the way, did you guys see this? Somebody didn't pay our YouTube TV bill. I was going to bring that up after we got off the air. <laughs> Dang. Says you got to upgrade your payment. You can't oh, watch anything right now. Streaming limit reached. Yeah. All right. Fourth and final round of headlines to get you out here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. Lizzo, I got your back, girl. Absolutely. I do headlines on the radio. Yep. <laughs> and I defend you on the radio. Hey, Nikki. Yeah, Mom. That girl, Lizzo. She died. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> All right, fourth and final round of headlines. Uh, good guys, heating and air. Big thanks to the good guys. Five three zero good air. Five three zero good air. Keep in mind that here in the month of October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, a lot of different ways that they're donating to Susan G. Komen. So keep that in mind when you go to Good Guys Heating and Air. All right, Nikki D. Child star Zachary Bryan's life needs a little improvement. Eight seven. New at 5, police in Eugene arrested one of the stars of 90s sitcom Home Improvement. Zachary Bryan found himself in an Oregon jail for a third time this past week, but he's finally out now. Uh, the reason why he was arrested this third time, he doesn't have any new charges. He just forgot to charge his ankle monitor by mistake is what he's saying. You know, I never even thought about that. They need to be charged. I guess it's kind of like a USB-C or something. Yeah, I guess you, it would have to be charged. I never thought about it either. I don't know anybody. You can't that's take ever- it off to charge it. But he had some pretty serious charges. He's the 
He was the what? Middle kid from the show or the no, older No, he's kid? the older brother. He's the older brother. Mm-hmm. Right. He was the older brother. The blonde with the wavy hair. And he did nothing afterwards, Mm-mm. but he just turned into uh, kind of a hot mess. Like a lot of child stars do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And his charges were really serious, right? They're like aggravated assault or yeah, domestic. Yeah, aggravated assault. Um, what was the other one on here? It was nothing sexual, but just like battery and assault charges is what he had, but he had four of them. Yeah. yeah. So it was he got arrested for two, then he got arrested again for two more charges of the same thing. I will say this, though. He takes a really good mug shot. Had a little smirk. He, <laughs> he did. Looks weird on it was almost like he got shot. hair and makeup before he went in. It was pretty good. <laughs> so if there's any shot. positive to come from that story, he takes a good mug shot. All right, hmm. second start. Costco's is a gold mine right now. H8. But they're going just as fast as a retailer to, uh, as a retailer can restock them. There are two options for gold bars. Mm. Gold bars don't just exist in homes of U.S. senators. But right now, regular folks can get them at Costco's. And I looked these up because I wanted to see what they look like. And they look pretty cool. It has like a little lady on the front of it. It's one ounce of gold that you can get from Costco's. And they're supposedly going for about uh, $1,875 per ounce. Why are you making that noise? Where are you getting them from? From Costco. Hmm. Well, the first three times, there's numerous Costco's you're getting them at. There's no S. Listen, I say Kroger's. I say Costco's. It's just a part of, of what I say. You're okay? just part of the S family. Yes. You're just like a lot, right? No, it's you're because... Because a lot. growing up, it was Costco's. That's just how I heard it. Costco's and Kroger's and right. whatever. Right. You're just a plural chick. Sometimes, I guess. Yeah. You're like Squirrely Dan from Letterkenny. Right. You guys are always laughing at something. Bunch of deers. <laughs> no. Deers have an S on it. The fishes. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Nothing. The deers what? have- Now, what did you just say? Let me tell you something I didn't admit to you guys, but since you guys want to go ahead and pump it no, 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 to no. the ground. I'd like to- Shh, let her admit it. Deer Nikki. Deer's Nikki. What? Shh. No, deer and deers is two different words. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> Thank you. I know how to spell it. What would you like to admit? That I, I didn't know how to spell plumber this morning. So mm. our winner of the game, that's part of his email, was plumber. And he spelled it out for me. And I said, plumber. <laughs> and he <laughs> laughed. And then I'm like, okay, plumber has a B in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, plumber. sure does. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't pronounce it right. And now. multiple but of the animal mm-hmm. that are commonly hunted in the fall? Deers. When are you going to be able to go to Aftershock this weekend with night school classes? <laughs> classes i'm just gonna stop talking to you guys <laughs> well that should make a good show tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> by the way if you try to go to the costco's mm-hmm. website uh at least in roseville they're sold like you can't find these because go- the, the 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 thing about it is there's already equity in it mm-hmm. that's why they're selling out because there's like 30% equity or what, what it was in the store. Did you say how much there's equity? Like, that's why people are buying them. Uh-huh. Because it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I can buy it for $1,800. There's a gold bar. And it's not a full gold bar. It's sure. 55%. Yeah, it's just this little thing in a in a thing. Yeah, it's not a pound of gold. Or but, as soon as you, an ounce. but as soon as you buy it, it's worth more. Uh-huh. But they have some available right now at the Inglewood store. If you Do they really? In. Yep. Yeah. Can you imagine checking out with that thing? No. Not at all. No. Put it on the little conveyor belt. And can I see your card, please? And you have to pay with a visa because they don't take anything else there at right. Costco, which drives me insane. All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns, 916-909-0985. Same number. If you got something, get in on the text. 
machine. If you got something good, if not, roll some credits. Get out of here for a Monday. As always, we appreciate uh, you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nick D. There's Nelson. Guns and Roses will close out Aftershock on Sunday night. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age before with Rancid. Adultery, also Sunday, Bad Flower, I Prevail, Billy Talon, Aaron Jones. Uh, just a slew of great bands. So many great bands. Saturday, the day before, with Corn, who will headline, and then with 311 and Turnstile, we got Corey Taylor and Fever 333. Like, you know, there's one band you know that you want to see that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Fever 333 for me, which is great because that's the Saturday show. That's the seventh. Uh-huh. And then Friday, you know, that night, Stay for Tool, and you got Biscuit and Godsmack. I've never seen Biscuit. With Megadeth, Skillet, Bad Omens, Coed, if you're a fan, uh, The Hue, or The Who, I yeah, think it's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, this, is just, this is a good lineup. It's stacked, for sure. Really, really good lineup. I wonder what the t-shirts look like. I mean, they must be really long. Yeah, like, it would fit on my t-shirt. Right. I mean, it's got to be like, you know, they list all the bands. <laughs> yeah. Either you're using like one font. <laughs> right. Or where you get a T-shirt for every day, which I'm assuming <laughs> that's probably what, what they would do. All right. Uh, just about out the door. I'm going to go prepare. Tomorrow I start my FBI training school. I just got my encrypted email. This is a long, 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 rigorous journey into graduation. Oh. Yes. And how many weeks are you going to be doing this? I can't, I can't divulge. Oh, okay. <laughs> Top secret. I forgot. I'm so sorry. But I do have to ask, what should I wear? I got to wear something stretching in case I have to do some like action combat stuff. What would you wear on a plane? Uh, jeans and a t- t-shirt, but you can't wear jeans. I got to look professional. Are mm. you wearing cowboy boots to be buck wagon cover? No, buck wagon cover, believe it or not, uh, does not wear cowboy boots. Yeah, don't let oh, the name fool you. Oh, okay. He wears on clouds. Got you. Yeah. Just changing the game a little He's bit. got to be ready to regulate. Does it have a buckled belt? I do have a buckled belt. Okay, all right. In case I have to regulate or use it as a rope mm-hmm. swing. Exactly. Is it got your initials on it? Maybe. Okay. I can always carve them into the leather. <laughs> 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 you know, but I got to wear some kind of, you know, pants that I can stretch in in case I have to jump over a levee or something like that. A levee. You, you think you there's going to be a lot of levees? Yeah. Well, they could have us going through some type of... Physical fitness, yeah, like sure. a, like an obstacle course mm-hmm. to see if you can, you know, if you're cut, if you're cut out for the job, right? If you That's can walk the walk, talk the talk, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm gonna finish first in my class. You have to. I have to. It'll be a disgrace if you don't. I can't wait to come back and tell you what my competition's like. Oh, I know I, they're gonna be gunning for me too. Oh, of course they will. I can feel it. They I'm, know you're gonna be there. Some of my some of my boots on the ground have told me. Oh, yeah. You got intel. Uh-huh. I got intel. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, Nikki, before we get out, you got anything? Uh, Lizzo or else, period. Lizzo or else? Yep. What's the or else? Is that die? That, yeah, like some, something bad's going to happen to you. Oh, it's heavy. Uh-huh. No pun. One, two, three, four, five, six deers, right? Deers? Yeah, you can have deers. six deers. Six deers. Correct. You know who's got a really good deal on deers? Who's that? Costco's. <laughs> <laughs> Reindeers. <laughs> All right, look, uh, Mickey's up next. I believe she has, I know some people in the text machine asked for TSO tickets. Trans-Siberian Orchestra will be here, I think, December 1. Uh, That's what Al told us. Yes, December 1. Yeah, December. I remember correctly. uh, uh, So she, I believe, has passes coming up here. So, look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. Bye. 
That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.